Hips on your ways, front way, back way You know that I don't play Streets not safe, but I never run away Even when I'm away What's up, Nana Nation and Blue Jay fans everywhere? This is the second time we've done this The Not The 30 Podcast, Blue Jay Edition, number two The Deuce, here we go We're gonna take a big steamy one on you in studio We've got Mike, the coach for Conian As well as making his podcasting debut Part of the Nana Nation, Todd Payne. We're going to have some photos on our Facebook feed, so check that out if you're curious. We've got a Toronto Blue Jay fashion show going on. I think it's a reoccurring theme. Every time you come into the Blue Jays edition, you got to rock some new gear. So uh, we've got some good ones, some good surprises you'll hear it in the podcast. You can find the pictures on our Facebook page. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. This is a good one. Lots and lots of info. We backtrack the month of April as well as kind of projection, our studs and duds. Uh, we look a little bit. And then Mike throws us a curveball at the end of the show. He talks about the all, his all-time Blue Jay team. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Uh, I want to thank some people that reached out from the nation. Uh, I'd like to thank Ashton, Jesse, Kyle, Dave, Matt. And Dustin for uh, asking some questions. We posted that thread earlier in the day. So thanks for coming through and helping us out. Always a pleasure, guys. We love this. Hopefully, you guys are loving it as well. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the good audio sound. You can thank the good people at Superior Paint. Fuck. Superior Finish Painting. Uh, about the, um, the great sound if you guys enjoy the sound they do a much better job painting so check them out if you need anything painted let them know the good people there will set you up with a 10% discount if you mention the podcast you can reach them at 289-979-9000 all these beautiful things alright kids we'll talk soon hope you guys enjoy this one and go Jays go Alright, episode 2 of Not After 30, the Blue Jay edition. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Cheers. Oh my god, it's so good. We are enjoying two of... Orange Snail's Finest, the Iron Pig, the staple of the whole place, and the Rattle and Nemo, a beautiful red Irish-style beer. Go check out Orange Snail Brewers because they are awesome and they treat us oh so good. With me today, I've got Coach, the man himself, Mike Perconi. Mike, say hi to your adoring fans. Hi, everybody. And making his podcasting debut, straight from Brampton, (laughs) Todd, the pitching machine slash house of... Pain. Todd, say hello to everybody. Hello, world. <laughs> All right. So, Matt couldn't make it today. So, in his place, a person he called out, Todd Payne. Todd Payne making his debut. Todd, we're very happy to have you on board. Happy to be here. Right on. Okay. So, we are ready to do it. We just wanted, we got some breaking news. Dave, 
broke the news that the Toronto Leaf Police got the first overall pick. I know that's not why you guys tuned in, but go Leafs go. Absolutely. We're yeah. fans. We no, have, that's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to Leaf Nation. Yeah. So, you know, I, I recently wa- I read the Marcus Stroman uh, tribute, Players Tribute. So good. Oh, man. I think you've actually put yeah, it on I Facebook. It, oh, yeah. I saved it. Have you had a chance to read it? No. Oh, it's captivating. Just t- talking about how much he loves the city and how they went to the team went to a Leaf game yeah. and, you know, it, at a Leaf game, you know, the biggest hockey market in the world, maybe. And they're chanting, let's go Blue Jays. Yeah. Just incredible. So, so good. So uh, if you don't have a chance, if you haven't had a chance, check out the Marcus Stroman Players Tribune. It's fantastic. And that Jose Batista, you turned me on to it last oh, time. Man. I went back and read it. Also and? very good. Yeah, no, that, that's a really cool website to kind of get to oh, know the players so and all that. You, I, I hadn't even heard of do you know, it. Do you know the background on it? Uh, isn't it? Is it Derek, Derek, Derek Jeter, Yeah, Derek right? Jeter. I just want to give players uh, like an unbiased um, way of just putting their opinion out mm-hmm. there without like publicists or PR or anything oh, like great that. great for the fans. Uh, so great. good yeah. insight, you know, just the, the, their thought process. No and filter. No yeah. filter. And, yeah, it gives them a chance to just kind of just say it in, the, you know, two or three paragraphs. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yep. All right. So we wanted to just go over briefly of what hap- what's happened in Leaf. Sorry. Blue- <laughs> you're still the, excited. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, dude, I'm still excited. You know, it's so weird. Like, I'm looking across the table. You're wearing all Jay stuff. I'm looking at Todd. He won't, He has yet to debut his outfit. But part of the Blue Jay edition is you got to wear some Jay's gear. So, Todd, what are you wearing <laughs> underneath that sweater? It's a little tight. Yeah. It's, oh, I like it though. No, that's vintage, man. Ooh, it is a little tight. <laughs> Have you been working out? Eleven years old. Yeah. Um, still fits, kind of. Yeah, it fits. I haven't for sure. worn it probably in. 15, 20 years. So let me describe it. It is a beautiful off-gray um, 1992 <laughs> World Series champion, Toronto Blue, like very 90s vintage. looking. Yeah. But it, authentic. you know, that's, that's, but this is how shirts are worn today. Yeah. You right. Know, like yeah. a slim fit. Yeah, it's very like, it's uh, a little short. Yeah. Let me see you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is a little, oh, that's the best. Crop, crop, crop yeah. tops are in for guys right now, actually. Oh. <laughs> Oh, they're gonna wow. love the picture when they yeah, see it. Yeah, for sure. So it is it is tradition that we, we show Hashtag off. if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Put it out there. Um, yeah, so my my phone is blowing up with all the people that are excited about the leaves. Okay. Yeah. Mike, I gotta describe what you're wearing because I love it. I saw this shirt online, want to buy it so bad. Yeah. It is the new crest that the leaves are uh, fuck. The Jays <laughs> Man, how much beer have I had to drink? Uh, three sips. Yeah. The Jays uh, debuted this year, their fortieth season crest. It is beautiful. So I like it. I'm a fan. And you're sporting the very sexy Josh Donaldson Maple Leaf cap. Yeah, very like impressed. This. That was very nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm, they have an MVP one out. They do. Yeah. yeah, this one's from last year, actually. I bought it for my wife, and I, I once in a while I wear it out for yeah. special occasions. Yeah, work it in, much. right? Yeah, work exactly. It you guys have the same head size? Yeah, actually, oh, it's kind of pretty weird. impressive. But no, but she's got the, she doesn't have a huge head. Don't get that twisted, <laughs> folks out there. She's just got big hair. Oh, very luscious. Okay, big hair. okay, okay. Yeah. All right, and I am wearing um, a Heather Gray fake vintage '91 Toronto All Star Game jersey or sorry T-shirt. Um, man, this I bought this in an, an, uh, XL, and it feels like a double XL, but it also makes me feel thin. So yeah, I, I kind of sure, like sure. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so let's talk about uh, a little bit of things, a couple of things that we talked about the last podcast. Um, but first and foremost, let's talk about this, the studs and duds that we we kind of called out the, the in the last podcast. Um, I'm going to start because I'm quite proud of Michael Saunders and mm-hmm. how well he's performed. Yeah. Uh, just just yesterday, um, he hits two home runs in the game, helps the Jays win a much needed game. So, yeah. absolutely. I was, was going to say I'll check the score. You keep yeah. going with it, man. I, I was going to. I was going to see if I could. 
find it. Um, no, Saunders looks great up there. You know, we, we just touching quickly on what you said there. Uh, you know, they were uh, they started off with Pilar. Like we sort of, you know, we went back and forth we were right, discussing right. that. They started with Pilar. Couldn't get on base. Now he went out and hit a home run this afternoon to keep Pilar, us in it, yeah. right? You know, um, but uh, no, I, Saunders looks good enough up there, and I think he's not the prototypical leadoff hitter. But the bats in general are struggling. But I mean, you know, he's looked great. I actually, I think he's, you know, the health is the key for him. I would say is the only thing. He looks like a good ball player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy, but I also picked Russell Martin, who is almost a complete opposite. <laughs> I think I think he he's been up to bat uh, some like fifty times this year. I think he struck out forty eight times. <laughs> so pretty close. Up yeah, numbers, like yeah. it's it's pretty heartbreaking. But Russell Martin's a pro. He's a nine time All Star. He's here for his defense. Yeah, he's, like if he's he game caller. That's great, but yeah, no, he's a solid you know uh, game caller out there. He he uh, he runs the entire uh, defense, and, and you're right, the bat is gravy, but yeah, we kind of yeah. need him, especially right. everybody else. Yeah, running, yeah. So. all right. And so, why don't you name off some of the studs and duds you had from that you were looking at at the start of the season? If I recall correctly, uh, you know, some of, I certainly, as the focus was most of the podcast, we talked about the pitching. So uh, I'm very happy to see Aaron Sanchez uh, looking the way he is. I think we'll get into depth on him a little bit later, but. Uh, looking like a true pro out there, uh, uh, Roberto Osuna. Uh, you know, we were uh, back and forth on uh, who was going to close, and we didn't know really at the time, or or it was just early in Osuna being declared. But he looks fantastic, and uh, the other one, Tulo, was the one that I really wanted to see get going, and mm-hmm. it just didn't. It hasn't worked out the way we wanted at the plate. Defensively, you can see he's an all star. Yeah. there's no doubt. He's oh, he he's unbelievable out there, but. As is the case with most of the Blue Jays bats, they need to be stop. They need to stop striking out. What, was it Tulo that I think he got his first error very early in the season, but he had no errors last season? Was it something like that? Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. If it's that it's very close, and even like some of the plays that he's missed out on, that you've noticed the scorers are scoring them base hits because right. he legitimately can't get to them, even if it goes off his glove. He is he's unbelievable. Out there. Yeah, he really is. Okay, so I just want to recap on one thing that's happened since the last uh, episode, which was the extension of John Gibby's um, uh, contract. So on that, is this a good move for the Blue Jays? We'll start with you, Todd. Um, yeah, I think if they can pick it up, um, it'll be a good move. But if not, it'll be a lot of pressure on him, even with the extension they could can him at any time. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's really just um, take it one month at a time and see where they can go from here. It's one of those things that I'm just not too sure about. Like, uh, like I think Todd said it perfectly. It's it's sort of he's still a lame duck. It's one of those kind of. It's nice to extend. They're extending all the things that we don't really care about as fans. Right. You know, they're 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 shoring up the loose ends. Um, money for for uh, managers doesn't count against any caps that happen in professional sports. So you can do those kind of things and. I think we all like Gibby. Even if he goes one day, it'll probably be because of his performance on the field, not his personality. I think he's right. great. And uh, but you know, it, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's all about uh, Edwin and Joey Bats and, and the foundation, like and, and the rest of this team. That's right? it. So, yeah, the, the staples really. Yeah, I, I like the extension. I you know I think that a lot of the players go to bat for Gibbons, so I think it's good. Um, but really, if, if the Jays have a lackluster year. If they don't make the playoffs, I can see him. I can see him oh, going. Oh, for sure. I think that's yeah, about results. Yeah. yeah, I think the playoffs actually are the bar that he has to keep at. Yeah, a hundred percent. Management. They, yeah. can, they can bring in their own guy if they want. Right? Which, which they probably will, because yeah. they keep they keep replacing people that have been in the organization for a couple of years, yes. and 
and it, you know all the hard work that they did building up i mean the fanfare and and everything along it uh, that that anthopolis put together mm-hmm. if you look at the little things just like the outreach that jays have had under anthopolis yeah. has been incredible sure. and even just little things like the logo like i remember alex anthopolis talking about the logo and saying this is a logo for life we're not having another logo after this we're not switching up we're not going to be called the jays or the blue jays this is what our logo looks like this is it for life and i found a, a really nice kind of statement i'm just kind of sad to see that a lot of things that anthopolis put together are now starting to come undone i think it's all more than anthopolis even we're talking beaston because right. beaston being the guy who's been here from the beginning seeing the cycles of fans and and, and the ups and downs of uh trying to maintain fans in, in in baseball in canada uh you know it's it is cyclical for sure and uh i, I think uh you know beaston leaving and shapiro coming in it, uh, Beeston was always very Canadian at heart. You know, right. it just he just really had it in touch with the with the the way things went. And uh, you know, I think maybe that switch over in the in the two thousands with those Tampa Bay Ray looking jerseys and all that. I think that was more to do with ownership change. You know, the mm-hmm. interbrew and the back and forth and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I mean, it's it's it, it, I suppose it's sad to see it go. Actually, just quickly on Shapiro though, I, I was watching Moneyball again for the first time. I was for the second time for a lo- first time in a long first time. time you watched it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's what I was getting at. And. Uh, it's funny because you watch that and you watch um, Brad Pitt you go in and Billy Bean talking to Mark Shapiro. And it's young Mark Shapiro oh, right. when he steals the guy that's the statistician that comes over to Oakland. It's actually Shapiro and he's been in the office for about a month. And he's procured this guy that he thinks can help with sabermetrics and, and trying to use math and, and baseball psychology and on-base percentage and all the things like that. And, uh, you know, they ended up peeling away from this guy. So on one way, I'm like... That's great. Obviously, this guy's a forward thinker, and maybe we can find some diamonds in the rough. But why'd you let go of the guy that helped him win twenty games in a row? So it right. was one of those kind of things. Yeah, it was yeah, a double-edged yeah. sword to kind of. It was interesting to see as a Blue Jays fan. Well, that that's going to come up. I, I know that there's a handful of fan questions that we, I really want to get to too. But we got a little bit of a schedule, so let's get into it. First month of action. Any good or bad series that kind of come out and um, stick in your mind? I mean, I, for me, the Chicago series that just happened really, really burned me because. 0 for 3 and didn't look impressive at all. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I mean, we ran into two excellent starting pitchers, right. Jose Quintana and Chris Sale. Two, uh, I mean, look at Quintana's numbers right now. They're fantastic. And, and Chris Sale is easily, uh, I think he's the most dominant pitcher in the American League. I don't know if he's wow. the best, but I think he's the most dominant. And uh, so, you know, that that is tough. The one that strikes me uh, is from uh, back in the, our first series at home there, the opening series there against uh, Boston. I went to a couple games there. Uh, went with my wife and my father and... Uh, you know, coming off that nice uh, start in Tampa, there, I think we went through. Was it three and one to start, or two, 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 two and two? two, we and two. That we should have, but we, but we should have won. I think three. The, yeah, 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 that's right. So the it was all, it's right, the gaffs and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, we the guy the guys looked at out of the gate. They were keeping it even, and Boston came in and sort of cleaned our clock without even starting price. Oh and man, it was, it was just it was disheartening. If Donaldson didn't hit the home run there on uh, on Sunday to kind of bring a, bring the series back to something reasonable. I think, you know, it just it took away a little bit of the goodwill, probably more of the fair, fair weather fans than anything, but it's just, you want to see them start hot. 100%. You want to see them start hot, and that's just natural, and, you know, even now, it's it's not uh, it's not the end of the world, but certainly you want to see a little bit of a turnaround in May. Yeah, I mean, Todd, do you have anything to add? Like, I was going to go over the schedule and just kind of yeah, like... It seems what? like a lot of the series, like, these things you show me some promise, and then... It's like one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, I totally agree. They're just kind of stuck in neutral. They can't... Yeah, they're they're first trying to get this... Yeah, yeah. they can't build any momentum. They win a couple, they lose a couple. It's just... Just 500 ball. That's why, yeah, that's how the first month is gone. It's just... We're looking at... So I'll I'll just go over quickly. So they had the Red Sox. uh, If we go back to April 1st... um, April 1st... That was in Montreal. In Montreal. That's probably why they lost. 
Yeah. You know, anyways, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, so so they had uh, two games against Boston, lost both of them in Montreal. Then they, they um, won two and then lost two to the Rays, followed up by, by another series with Boston where they lost two, won one, barely salvaged. And then uh, uh, they won. They had the next series following the Yankees. Anytime you can beat the Yankees is a plus in my book. I don't care when, how the Yankees are, or who. The, whenever you beat the premier team in the league, good. Mm-hmm. So they took two, two of three. Uh, then followed by another series with Boston where they lost two, one, one. I'm oh, sorry, four game series with Boston where they split it two and two. Um, and then they had uh, a bad series with the Orioles, Orioles, so they lost 2-1-1. Um, and then the series with the Athletics where they won 2, lost 1. And then, of course, that series with the White Sox we just talked about where they lost 2. They did win yesterday against the Rays, and they are playing the Rays right now. It was 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth when I saw last. Perfect. So I'm just going to see if I can get a running ticker. Hopefully they can pull out a win, and that would be great. No, still 3-3, top, top of nine. Okay. So, okay. so moving on. The series hasn't been great for the Jays, or the season hasn't been great for the Jays. Really, 500 ball uh, at the time of this recording, they're 11 and they're 11 and 13. So, you know, actually below 500. But I don't. It's not. You know what? It's, like you said, it's just one of those things. Coming off that high from last year, you just you you, you just have so much hope, right? And 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 you really you're you're we're more aware now. This is the year that we lose some studs. This is the year that we have to start working about that kind of stuff. But. Uh, you know, no, it's 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 it definitely could have been a lot better, and there's a lot of glaring deficiencies. That's the, that's the troubling part, and I'm not, you know, I'm raw raw Jays, man. Right. But there is there's a couple of things that get me nervous too. You know, so um, let's get into one of the main topics, and the thing that has been blowing games for the Jays, the bullpen. Yeah. What's up, boss? Well, uh, you know, it, it, to me, the uh, outside of maybe Osuna's been strong, right? Um, but uh, I mean, we talked about. Uh, last I'm starting to look like I have a bit of egg on my face. I think we need a bit more time. But last time I talked about how much I like that Drew Storen for Ben Revere trade. Right. And uh, Drew Storen, uh, along with Brett Cecil and uh, and any of the other guys that have kind of come through the uh, the back end of the bullpen, there it hasn't been very good. And it's a shame because the starting pitching has been tremendous relative to what we expected. Other than Dickey, it's Other been awesome. Dickey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And but a four out of five ain't bad. And, and you know what? As much as uh, Stroman's ERA has blown up, those have been a lot of runners that have come in that are inherited by the bullpen. He I pitches agree. six and a half innings, yeah. and, and then he lets in an extra three earned runs on on somebody else's back. Right. So right. Um, it is troubling. I don't think it's the end of the world. I know Cecil. Remember, we we had the same problem with Cecil last year. So I'm going to give him a pass. Right. He was the best second half reliever in baseball. But we need these guys to start showing up now. We were talking about Aaron Loop a little bit last time. You know, right. These guys are going to lose their positions if other people come in strong because we don't have any t- right. time to wait this year. But Loop still is he still injured? Yes, he is. Yeah, but, he, he, but he'll be coming back shortly, and I right expect on. him. And then we're going to start to hear more about Travis and all these guys. Right, all, right. The, all the preseason injuries are going to start to come back and challenge for positions. And uh, don't think Drew Hutchinson isn't just cl- cl- just uh, jumping at the bit in uh, in AAA. They're coming up for anything. He'll oh. pitch a third of an inning if you let him pitch in the major. Why leagues. not? You know. So um, no, these guys are they're a little shaky. Gavin Floyd's been good and bad. Um, uh, Jesse Chavez has been more bad than good. Right. And uh, no, they they really need to pick it up there. They're letting down the, the uh, starting pitching and the offense isn't helping it at all either. So. Todd, you got anything to add to the bullpen? I just agree. So I'm really disappointed. I like some of the, the uh, pickups they had, and this hasn't panned out. I, just, I heard a stat as of a few days ago. The relievers have allowed 50% of their inherited runners to wow. score. Wow. Which is a huge, number. ridiculous number. I'm sure it's the worst. I'm sure it's around 20%, 25%. Yeah. And they're 50%. Yeah. 
There was. And how do the starts feel? Like they're going to hand over the ball to these guys? Well, that's gonna, it, right? They're not going to want to do that at all. They're going to press. They're going to press harder, and, and as yeah. a result, probably give up more because they can't feel like they can rely on it's these guys. It's just a weight around the whole team. Like, every, like no. they have to be stoppers. They have to be able to come in there and get out of the inning, strand base runners, and they're not doing that, and it just it kills, it kills the team. Yeah, I agree. I I for I feel like this. I feel like the bullpen is missing a key element. Somebody who really can own the bullpen and and like a captain of the bullpen. Yeah. I just feel like that could be Osuna. It, it might He's have young, to be. But he I was going to say he, 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 it's probably just because of his service time more than anything. Yeah. It's not because I think in terms of his demeanor and his heart out there. I mean, man, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Telling you, man. I, oh, uh, just an emotion oh, alone. Just great when you see him get on the mound. It's just man, his look and. He's so confident, and yeah. he always I, delivers. I can't remember if you said it last podcast, but at 16, he's playing professional ball yeah, in Mexico. Mexico oh, right. my God. Yeah, incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find a stat that I, I was looking up for a little bit of research um, for today, but I'm having a hard time finding it now. You know those times you wish you took a screenshot of something and then you can't find it? But um, it was just kind of a breakdown on, on what the Leafs have given up. Fuck, I said it again. What? <laughs> Fuck, That's a drink. If you're, if you're playing the, the not after 30, there it is. The not after 30 drinking game. Yeah. Not only my stuttering, but also my miss, my miss, I guess, addressing of anything. That's also a drink. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the J stats so far in the season, they're third in the AL East, which is a horrible place to be. Uh, they're 13th in the league for runs with only 97. 11th for home runs at 27. 15th uh, with ERA at 3.87. 15th in baseball or in the American League? Uh, I would uh, imagine overall. I, I don't, yeah. yeah, I can't be. Yeah. Can't be that, not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would imagine it's overall. Because it's, yeah, it is because there's 20 seconds, so that's more than. Yeah, so there you okay. go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and their average um, 22nd at 2. Point, uh, Two thirty-seven batting average. average. I mean, and, if, and that's that's another that's actually. Awful. Yeah, the, awful. yeah. That that is like my softball league. Yeah. our softball league bad. Yeah. So I mean, that's a scary stat for for Blue Jay fans. Man, I almost said Leafs again, but Blue Jay fans. <laughs> okay, um, so the bullpen. Let's wrap that up. Strikeouts. So one of the noticeable stats with the Blue Jays is the amount of times they're striking out. Do you think they're, do you think they're going hard on the on the like trying to hit that home run all the time? You got a lot of home run hitters, but are they chasing? What's going on, Todd? It seems they're watching a lot of pitches. Like, if you watch the games and the, the opposing pitcher's pitch count, it gets way up there. So they're watching a lot of pitches. Even hitable pitches, they're watching. I don't know why they're so tentative up there. Maybe they should be more aggressive. Not, you know, going for home runs, so extra base hits and singles, but they're seeing a lot of pitches, and like I said, they're watching a lot of hitable pitches go by. Mm. I don't know why why that is. I like that. I like, you know. Like watch, watching, watching, yeah, where, yeah. You know, the Red Sox are notorious for that. I'm um, just being, you know, tough batters up there having a good eye. And Get that pitcher's pitch count goal, up but there. If, if you can hit it, swing at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree that Red Sox brand of baseball, that Kansas City Royals man, brand of baseball man, that they just grind and they and they chip away and stuff like that. One thing I will say is on top of the strikeouts, though, our elite hitters are, are having good at bats. I've seen Tulo go 10 deep in a count and still strike out and bat a buck right. 50 or whatever he's doing right now. Uh, I've seen, you know... Uh, Jose go eight deep and then take the ninth one out for a dong. So like it, it's it's unfortunate because we live and die by the home run. Uh, right. We did last year. We probably will again, and it hasn't worked out for us yet. It didn't work out for us at the beginning of last year. So right. a lot of there's a lot of repetitive things going on here from last year, just not with the hope of David Price coming. You know, that's do you think do you think it's part if you get the, if you get that amount of history on teams and bat and pitchers 
that you can kind of expect more. Like you can kind of build that analytics up a little bit. And then when you see in the second half of the season, you already got all this data on them. Yes, I, I think there's definitely something to that. I mean, the amount that's what that's what happens at the major league level is they have all of these massive amount of money that goes in this uh, to pre-scouting and, and analyzing video and making sure those things. That's what happens when you're a full-time professional athlete. But the thing is, is that we elite hitters are supposed to get around that. They're supposed to continuously reinvent themselves to be able to be better than what the scouting report said. And we have elite hitters. There's no doubt about it. We've got four or five of them, but they haven't adjusted yet. And that adjustment sort of needs to come soon, but when it comes, it's going to be tremendous. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is, unfortunately, usually you have people, uh, you know, a couple that'll flounder at the same time. We've had a, a, a pretty slow start from everybody outside of really Donaldson, oh, my. to be honest with you. You know what? I was just going to give Donaldson even the... He's batting 230, though, so he's striking a lot, but I mean, he's connecting, you know, as well. I, I was just going to say, like, Donaldson... Really living up to even his. He's producing two ninety eight. The RBIs, he's got the yeah. runs. He, he's really living up to the MVP status. You yeah. know, I've just I'll just read off a quick uh, some quick stats, uh, with the exception of uh, Carrera, who's only played twelve games this season. Um, we got Saunders batting three twenty four, Donaldson at two eighty nine, um, Darwin Barney at two eighty six, Double E um, two sixty one, uh, Pilar two fifty eight. Batista two two fifty, uh, Justin Smoke two one two like nothing crazy. Josh Tolley, let's forget about him altogether. Uh, Go Go is at a, a buck eighty one. Yeah. Tulowitzki one seventy seven. Oh, see, we're, uh, you've you talked about our five through nine in the lineup. You've just gone down the lineup, and basically everything after Edwin is is gone. To, yeah, you know, you look at the top four being able to do things, but then leaving runners on base when they get on, and that's another thing. You watch right. the ball games, you notice it's the runners left on base. You talked about scoring opportunities earlier there, Todd. Yeah, I mean it's it's remarkable how often I've seen Do- Josh Donaldson standing on second base and no one coming up. Donaldson, I mean, I think he's really this year. He's really taken the role of team captain. Yes. He, you know, last year you kind of saw, but he was a new guy, new face, so you didn't really kind of understand him or maybe see his demeanor unless you followed him in Oakland. But I don't think even at that point, I think he knows what he wants. He wants. He saw the rush last year, the sellouts, all that stuff, and he really believes in this team. And he, you know, I I appreciate a guy that will call out his teammates. Regardless of who his teammates are, you know, calling out people and being like, "Listen, you got to bring the game. Like, you got to make it happen." Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who grinded out through injury last year into playoffs and still won the MVP. Mm-hmm. When when see, last year this is in the the trial league, oh yeah, That's what I'm saying. He's, he's been dropping it since last year, but now all of yeah. a sudden he comes in like this, and and they've accomplished something. And he was the leader of that statistically. So now he says, "You know what, boys, hop on my back. Yeah. We don't know how long the other guys are going to be here, but I'm here. Yeah, let's and make this let's happen. Yeah, oh, so I, 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 I get goosebumps. I get yeah, goosebumps. Everybody, everybody loves the guy, and, yeah. and and you can't help it. He's definitely the unquestioned leader. Uh, Stroman is the head of the cheerleading department, and I love him for yeah. that too. It's yeah, not, yeah. no disrespect, but uh, Josh Donaldson is the captain both through play and action. action. Defensively, offensively, inc- living up to the MVP status. I said it last time, best trade in Blue Jays history. <laughs> you know what's happening right before our eyes. I know. We're going to see it the next three or four or five We years. are so lucky as Blue Jay fans. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you, Brett Laurie, for having a good season a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you for having one good season and then one injury season yeah, so that everyone forgot about the, oh, the, the, the bad so stuff. Another crazy trade. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're really lucky because we got to see two, or we're seeing the second Blue Jay era, but the first, like the 92, 91 
to 94 yeah. era. We're really lucky that as sports fans, you so you rarely see that. So. Yeah, agreed. No, we, we, we're just old enough to appreciate it. Yeah. Toddy, what, you were going to say something. I was going to say the night of the trade, we were at the uh, November Gala. Oh, was that when that happened? Yeah, and it came on my phone, like, Brett Lowry traded for Josh Donaldson. <laughs> Who's Josh Donaldson? <laughs> yeah, well, he was in Oakland, and I yeah. knew of him, but I didn't know this much about him. But oh, man. Fantastic. I, I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I, you, you see so many Batista jerseys at games. I, within a year, I, I think within last year, especially the MVP status, you're going to see a third of that diminish, and then by the end, by next year, you're going to see fifty-fifty him and Donaldson if it's not already happening. Oh, he's by far the most popular amongst new fans, oh. and I don't blame him. No, why, well, how could you? No, nope. how could you? He, he's the best player in the league. Yep, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. What was Oakland thinking? That was. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> I, I, like, God bless you, Billy Bean. Yeah, like yeah. W- what happened? Like, what was Oakland thinking? Like, we're gonna have to pay this guy a lot of money. Like, wh- <sighs> I don't. Damn. Yeah, right. Like that's what the Jays did. Yeah. Like, hey, you. Not only did you make us a ton of money in jersey sales, but you are our first MVP since. George Bell in 1989. It's almost 30 years. Yeah. 85. Was it 85? I'm not too sure. It was in the mid to late 80s, but still, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 100%. And I didn't even know George. I was a huge George Bell fan. If you look at my Hall of Fame up there, Mm -hmm. on the top shelf, the second smallest statuette there, that's actually a George Bell action figure from like early early 90s or late 80s. But that's one of my oldest things that I've kept as as a Blue Jay fan. Sweet. Oh man, the good old days. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back on track. Okay, so uh, let's get into it. One of my one of the guys that I pegged for having a stellar season, Chris Colabello. The the infraction that was, I I'm gonna hand this off to to you, Mike, or you, Todd, because because for me, um, I was kind of heartbroken when I heard the news, and I didn't believe it at first. I thought for sure they made an error. I watched a sit down interview. Um, and my, my heart bled for the guy. You know, the, you can you could tell the guy something happened. Where actually, you know, before I hand it off, I just want to I want to set the presidents first. Are you guys uh, UFC fans at all? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, a uh, Cuban star um, you, uh, Romero. Yes. You, you know Romero. Yeah, okay. So he got busted for steroids, he, but he you know he swore up and down no steroids. What he found was there's a tainted supplement that he was taking. And he actually had the supplement. They ran it, and it turns out that it was actually a tainted supplement, and it got lifted for him. Mm-hmm. Is there like there's that's a presence right now of possibility out there? I don't. I'm not saying that Chris Colbell was the same as a UFC fighter, but maybe there's a possibility. You know, maybe it was a tainted supplement that he, he actually took. Now, how he goes about exposing that blows my mind. But I, I watch that sit down, and sometimes I can call bullshit. But I really feel like he was very sincere. And even with the things he said, you know, he said there, there's a lot of guys out there that will just admit their mistake and, and the, the public will accept them the way it is. And then, you know, they'll just look past it. But he, he honestly didn't feel like he didn't make a mistake because he didn't feel like he'd go outside the boundaries. And, uh, you know, I feel for the guy. And, you know, maybe he's a great actor. I don't know what he went to school for. But for me, it really hurt. So, anyways, Todd, your opinion on the Colabello incident. Yeah, it was definitely disappointing to, to hear the news, and I watched the interview too, and I heard everything he had to say, and you know, I don't know what to think. Like, it <laughs> So just to be clear, he got tested for a marker of steroids. Right. Which isn't the same as getting, as getting tested for steroids. Right, and it's not a very advanced steroid that he got caught with. It's not a sophisticated, hard to detect. It's like something that the East Germans were using back in the 80s. Like, it's a very, um, I guess, 
basic or it's like I said, it's not sophisticated at all. So you would think if someone's in a cheat, they would use the latest technology right. and something that was harder to detect. Um, but I don't know what to think. I just watched the interview last night, um, and it's it's a tough call. Like I said, he's either a great liar. Yeah. Like everybody before him has been like denied, denied, denied. Whether was... it's been baseball stars or Lance Armstrong or yeah. it's just denied, denied, denied. He and was he, he was batting. Zero point or sorry, point zero six nine. Like it's not like he was batting yeah. like three hundred or four hundred. Last year, his average was like three twenty something. Yeah, which is crazy. Right, yeah. coming out of seven years of independent ball. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. It's do you, do you do you we're gonna get to you. Okay? Yeah. Do you honestly think, consciously knowing he was taking something? But he said everything he took, he got from the Blue Jays. Right, which means everybody would test Every for it. Every supplement, right? yeah, he took but, everything he put in his body was from the. The strength and conditioning team. Is it so? But not everybody's going to take the same thing, right? Like older guys are going to take something with a little bit more kick. Yeah, they may have like specialized. Right. So I I don't know what the case is. Okay. Yeah. So Mike, before I hand it off to you, yeah. I just want to put one more thing out. I listened to uh, Shapiro on um, the Fan Five Ninety, and he he said, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he basically said that you know he didn't say I feel Chris is innocent or anything like that. He didn't get a fully behind Chris Colabello, which is disappointing for me to hear, mm-hmm. but they basically said we trust Major League Baseball and the science behind it. Yep. So. Chris sort of said the same thing, too. Actually, that was the thing about that interview, and it was very interesting, and, you know, I uh, I feel for him, too. Like, you want to believe your guys. You want to believe the... The feel-good story, the one that you, we spent time talking about how much we liked his character, and you know, you talked about how he was a driving force, like emotionally, for the team last year, and and a guy, you, you want those feel-good stories, and I mean, I'm not, I could never put myself in his shoes, and I'll I'll try and take his word for what he said, but I've been watching baseball my whole life. Half of the records I saw broken growing up were tainted by people who were cheating. Uh, and they're glorified with contracts far in excess of anything we could ever dream. And the penalty for cheating is not nearly severe enough because all you got to do is cheat, get, sign your deal, and you're set. Right. Because you lose your money for 80 games. 80 games isn't enough, gentlemen. It's not. It's and half the season. It's it should be the whole season, and it should be it shouldn't be. Is that second defense is whole season? And yes, and the then third, third is for life. And to be yeah. honest with you, I think I think it should be more. I think it should be first first defense one season. Holy jeez, you and are second mean. gone. Well, you know what it is, it, and I'm not. I played competitive baseball to a certain extent when I was younger, and I know how much I love the game and how much my my teammates and all that wanted to to play to our best, and, and I think that. It's so difficult once you get higher up in, in levels to succeed. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's one of those things that I, it's so disappointing to see people test positive at this level because everybody wants to get there. And, and I think it's a real shame. I, I don't know. I, I'll never know if I believe him or not, but he can't help us this year. And, this, and I, I'm a team man first. I want the Blue Jays to win more than I want Chris Calabello to, to play right, he was a big and part last year of what happened. He was clutch hitting, great. Yeah. yeah, and when he's done, like you know, he can't play in the playoffs this year. So I think when he comes oh. back from his eighty game suspension, he's not allowed to play in the playoffs. Uh, I think they should send him down to AAA and then see next year if he wants to play at the league minimum and prove himself again. Beyond wow. that, I don't think there's any room for him. We've got a couple guys in the minors that may or may not come up on an as needed basis, and unfortunately, it's a shame. It's a heartbreaking. You, I love the guy. Yeah, but. It, 
you can't help us this year, and unfortunately, you got to sit this one out. It could be it could be a raw deal. He could be in the one percentile that got screwed, or somebody tainted him, or God forbid, whatever else happened. But it, this is it, and he's accepted it. And we just had another guy, D. Gordon, test positive this year, uh, this week. You know that uh, another player uh, on, uh, on the Miami Marlins. Oh, Marlins, yeah, yeah. So it's it's happening in baseball. I'd be surprised if more if less than ten percent of baseball players did dope and they just didn't get caught for it, like with this advanced stuff that Todd's, Todd's saying. Yeah. So we shouldn't be surprised. And to be honest with you, I don't have any sympathy for any of them anymore because they broke in my heart as a kid and yeah. now I just want to see them out there trying their best clean you know I, there's I, more to the story and hopefully there's hopefully there know, is no, I, hope he, I hope he's exonerated I couldn't agree more yeah. of all the players on our team there's few I would that I would suspect first of all right and, and but but the story does fit with the minor leagues and stuff like that not being so good and then all of a sudden a career year it's a shame but I I'll believe him as much as I can from a personal level, but what's done is done. And, and for, why would I've heard people say, "Why wouldn't you cheat when you're in the minors to get up here?" Right. Because he tested, I think he said, almost like twenty times mm-hmm. through yeah. the last whatever many and, years, and he tested, you know, negative. If Chris and Colabella you finally was make it, you get your break, yeah. and then you take the steroids. That that yeah. kind of seems backwards to me. If Chris Colabella was still on the my, uh, the Minnesota Twins, we wouldn't. We couldn't care less, and, and that's and that's the 100%. thing is that it happens oh, yeah. all the time, and that's it's it's a real shame. You just, man, like you said, Italian, yeah. everything, everything's yeah. so good. Yeah, you know? like it, and there's no doubting Chris Colbell is Italian. Like yeah. if, they, if the last one didn't get it away, like the Roman nose did yeah. for sure. Like Chris Colbell for me, in the interview, one thing that got me was he's like he says he that he went in five days early. To get Cause tested, because he, he didn't think anything. Because he didn't think anything, yeah. then, right? And which blows my mind, because if you're cheating, you're gonna know how many days something's gonna take to get out of your system before you. He went in five days early. Yeah. It blows you'd my go, mind. You'd go at the eleventh hour. One hundred percent. If you were, you drank tons yeah. of water, get as much of that out of your system as yeah. possible. Not that I've doped before, but well, if but I did, I assume like I know it's you know, and there's there's time to do it. It was a mandatory drug test. They all knew it was coming too. Yeah. It's not a surprise one. So real shame, man. Real shame. But hopefully. Hopefully he can build this up next year and see what we can do, and and, and we can, we got a spot for him next year if he wants to play, prove himself again. He's got a long road ahead of. I feel m- worse for the Chris Colabel the person than I do the ball player. Right now, so I, and I don't know the answer to this, but during the suspension, he just sit, he can only sit out. He can't play anywhere else. That's yeah, exactly. Jeez. So he's hit probably, the gym, buddy. I imagine he'll go back and practice with his high school or university yeah. team or whatever, and just kind of do that. And I'm sure you always saw the work ethic, you saw the commitment, you saw the love yeah, of the conditioning, game. Conditioning, yeah. Man, like I said, everything fit to just being like a class act and a guy we want, that we wanted to to root for. And yeah. it's just, um, and that'll never happen again, unfortunately, for, for the general public. Hopefully, uh, he can be exonerated at some point. But I think this is an issue that's just going to haunt him for the rest of his career. It's too bad. So he's free on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll get him for a softball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got this new guy on our team. <laughs> All right, so really quickly, we'll just go over some minor league contracts. And these are just minor league signings that they've done in the month of April since our last podcast. Yeah. Um, I'll get your opinions on both uh, all these guys. So I'll start with you, Mike. Roberto Hernandez. Okay, Fausto Carmona is what he used to be called. As he's a good like depth uh, bullpen a guy eventually if you need an on. 14th arm out of the bullpen, you know, like yeah. last ditch scenario, but uh, had, had some small success in the major leagues before. But you know, uh, from all we heard about the farm system being emptied uh, during the trades of last year, I'll take some uh, journeymen there yeah. just in case we need him. Yeah, you know, Todd. So. Yeah, it probably doesn't mean much in the long run, but it never hurts to have him around. So you know, he, he might be he might be the Chris Colbell of this year. You know, you like know. you know that diamond in the rough. Yeah, hey, he could test the next year. I think yeah. the next guy you're going to get to, if I'm not mistaken, is probably could actually play a bigger role. I think now. you're right. Yeah. So that being said, uh, the Jays signed Michael Bourne, uh, most most notable in the Atlanta 
Braves uh, but, system. For but also with Cleveland, and I think that's Cleveland. where the ties came. I think you're same, right. Same with Gavin Ford, yeah. that Shapiro regime. So, I mean, outfielder, I mean, the outfield is one of the places where I feel like they have the most depth. I'd agree with you. The only thing is that Dalton Pompey is hurt in AAA right now, uh-huh. and as a guy, if, if for whatever reason that were to be long-term, we used Dalton Pompey as a pinch, you know, 25th man pinch runner in right. the postseason last year, a 40-man roster in September. Uh, if for whatever reason he pl- either plays better than Pompey when he comes back or, or Pompey doesn't, isn't able to contribute this year, it's a nice uh, late in an option to have, I think, for steals. And worst-case scenario, left field, you know, we do have the injury concerns. And, I, right. you know, I could see a situation where Bourne could play as well, if not better, than Ezekiel Carrera, even though Carrera had that little hard start there. I don't think that's right. sustainable, you know. So. I agree. Todd, you have anything to add on Michael, uh, sorry, Michael Bourne? I think with Bourne, I think you know, his, best days are def- his best days are definitely behind him. sure. I don't know if we see him in the outfield. It's probably not a good sign for the Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at this. Yeah, I think stats, I think, I think down, we're probably yeah. everything is yeah. headed on the you know the downward slope. So hopefully we don't have to go down that road. But like I said I guess you know sign him to my minor league contract never hurts to have. Yeah. Him, so a little, a little bit of depth, you know, know, a little bit of experience. Yeah. Next up, Canadian Chris Larue. Yeah, it's interesting. Chris uh, Chris played ball uh, in my age group growing up in the Mississauga North baseball system, and, and you know a lot of my uh, fellow teammates play with him, so it's nice to see Chris has floated around. He played a bit in Japan. Uh, I know last time I checked in with him, he was with the uh, the Pirates and and the uh, Yankees organization. So you know, again, it's always nice to have Canadians in the system. Right. You know, he is. He, I remember when I was young, he was a power pitcher and really tall, lean guy. But you know how he's developed. I assume he's probably in around thirty one, thirty two right yep. now. So just like the next guy, Franklin Morales, I think they're just you know again we're we're talking depth here. We're talking right. about filling out something, uh, and if we start seeing all of these guys on our roster, then we're probably not making the playoffs. No, no disrespect to Chris. I really like uh, him as a player. He's always a really good player going up, growing up. Tell you anything to add about Mr. Chris LaRue? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your best mad impression. Yeah. All right. And last up, uh, Franklin Morales. Now, uh, Currently on, on the injured reserve, yep. yeah. But I, I think another depth depth move and yeah, a lefty too, yeah. right? Like I, the whole reason we brought him in. Uh, remember we talked last uh, last episode there about uh, will we make any moves before the de- uh, the the season starts? Well, we picked him up because Kansas City cut him, yeah. and uh, you know it was fine. He was supposed to be replacing Loop. He had an arm injury, and now we'll see. I expect we'll have at least one lefty coming out of the pen late season in yeah. Cecil, and between Loop and Franklin Morales, yeah. will probably be the second. Or maybe both, you know, you never yeah, know. Sure. You know <laughs> it yeah. never hurts to have a lefty. No, no, definitely. Or at least a surplus. No. All right, then, we're going to break quickly for a spot from our sponsors or a bathroom break, whatever comes first. Extension beyond this, it would be small money, small potatoes, small term, right? So, um, no, I... I mean, it all sounds great. You're probably going to have to double that in both term and, and uh, money to, yeah. to, to hold on to them. So you think 20 per season is good? I think 20 per season is right about on par with what a guy who wants to stay here from all accounts would probably take. I mean, in terms of market value, I could see it exceeding that. The way that the, the payrolls are going, the way that the baseball is going with its you know massive revenues that are coming in, it hasn't, hasn't been as strong since the, uh, the lockout. And, uh, no, I, I think that it's well within what his market value, he would certainly get it somewhere else. Right. Uh, and, and probably more. So if, if, the, if that's the potential for us to lock him down, it's probably going to be $20 million a year, and I can see in excess of three years. Okay. And, Todd, now, do you feel like a $20 million mark for Edwin is, is a good call? Well, again, it depends how many years. Right. So two let, years, I think that's great for the Jays. I think so, too. I think like, two like years. Like I said, he one more term. So, so what do you think? Do you think... Do you think the option is if you if you're playing GM? Mm-hmm. Do you think the option is going in at a three year max deal or four year? Like, do you think four years too much? 
four would be the limit for me. Right. I'm not even sure if I'm comfortable with that. Three for three would be fine. Four maybe. Nothing past that. Did no? Did the Jays have a policy at one point about? Yeah. Deals like that? Yeah, they did. Under Paul Beeston and Alex Anthopoulos, they wouldn't go in excess of five years, which is why Russ only got five, seven, yeah, 17 a year, right? So um, since that, that uh, the new regime has said they won't be doing that, so okay. they're going to run business a little bit differently. But yeah, that certainly was a factor in any contracts leading up to now. For me, uh, I think I think 20 is, is probably what he, like, that would probably be my max limit on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's what making fifteen this year. I I want to say I want to say about thirteen. Okay, I, I know Jose's at thirteen for sure. Edwin might be just shy of that. Okay, for both parties. It, fluctu- it, yeah, yeah. it fluctuates throughout the course of their deals, right? Okay, but, so so I I would say on a low end deal, I would probably offer him eighteen and a half, and a high end, I'd offer him twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just sounds crazy. Oh, it's just funny to talk like, about this kind of money. Right? I, I like to say like twenty and fifteen, as in like some people might miskew it as fifteen dollars or twenty dollars, <laughs> yeah. but it's actually twenty million dollars. Yeah, we're talking about Insane. that kind of stuff. I know. Um, the one thing I, I wanted to bring up, and I think that is is you know we alluded to it last time, but it seems like teams with aging players are starting to offer incentive based deals or at least opt outs for players after a certain amount of time. So I would, you know, if, if I understand Todd's concern of, uh, of uh, you know, not wanting to do more than four years. I don't even necessarily feel comfortable with that, too. I don't think Edwin has the uh, the physique and, the, right. and to, to, to withhold. Like, I don't think he's in top physical condition the way some of our really, you know, our elite players are. So I'd love to see something where maybe we give him two years guaranteed at, at the $40 million mm-hmm. and And if he wants to walk away, if he thinks he's worth more than that at that point, then he can walk away. Otherwise, he's, we're obligated to give him the additional two years. Maybe that's the kind of bridge between the Yankees or the or the Red Sox or we heard the Red Sox might be right. interested in him, right? So well, that, they can offer him twenty five, maybe something like that, where he can opt out in a couple of years and, and, and pursue more money if he wants. And if he's not playing well, well, he can keep the twenty million because <laughs> it's a good deal for him, right? So that I wanted to bring that up was was it Ortiz that, that openly said? Yeah, that's just David Ortiz saying David Ortiz things. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. We all hate the Red Sox here. So, uh, I, hate <laughs> I hate. I, you know what I hate? I hate. I hate farewell tours. I hate. Oh. What, I, I mean, I. I don't remember a Ken Griffey Jr. farewell tour, and he no. had 500 home runs and one of the best baseball players of all time. I don't know why I have to care about Boston Red Sox and New York Yan- Yankees, Yankees home, yeah. uh, uh, farewell Jeter tours. Thing was ridiculous. I, I don't, we should give them nothing. Wait, we well, should well, give them absolutely the nothing. Oh, why? Wow. Every team Rivera. gave him like a gift and there was a presentation. They're going to do the same thing with Ortiz. And what are we going to give him? I'm going to give him a kick in the ass yeah, on the way exa- out the door. Yeah, 100% behind you. It was over no. the top, I think. Okay, Jeter? Jeter, and I'll tell you why Jeter. Why? Jeter was never short of a class act. No, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but it was just... Okay, fine. It got tiring. Oh, like, okay, come on. Like, but if you look it's at him... It's like every team became obligated to do it because a couple did it to begin with. And it's like, you know what? He plays for the enemy. Uh, 29 other teams <laughs> never had Derek Jeter. Why do I have to respect? Yeah. I will tip my cap when you go to the Hall of Fame and say, good career, buddy. Right. But he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. 100%. Okay. And so was Rivera, and Ortiz will be close. Right. But you know what? You made all your money. I'm not going to give you, like, uh, Blue Jays cowboy boots from the Calgary Stampede or whatever. Right. Some trip. I think they gave uh, Jeter a trip to Hawaii. Why? Because uh, you beat us a bunch of times. And you he, got four he rings. Need that. Ah, get away! Like, I don't yeah. have, the kiss, uh, the ass kissing was. Didn't didn't the Marlins give uh, Rivera? Didn't they give him um, like a sand castle? Like, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it sound, it sounds like like an artist made like him and like sand or something like that. It sounds like a Marlins thing. Yeah, like yeah. It, when, when it comes to like 
ballpark anomalies. The Marlins play in the weirdest ballpark in the world. It's just like an amusement park. It fits in with the rest of Florida. Yeah. I remember there was one. I remember there was one cool uh, gift that uh, Mariano Rivera got, and it was a like throne made out of baseball bats that he had broken with pitches. So oh, it was like cool. shattered bats that put together like a Game of Thrones style yeah, yeah, yeah. like thing. And cool. I thought that was cool, but still. Never. Like, I, I wouldn't do that. That's what you do for your own player. If David Ortiz was our player and he's about to retire, right. I'd bring in, like, you know, the ticker tape parade for him. But you remember what a- the Jays did for Jack Morris? Uh, no. I Custom Harley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's sweet. And Jack yeah. Morris only played for the Jays for two seasons. Yeah, the World Series. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. He had that classic handlebar mustache and... I remember watching his windup. It was like a slow kick yeah. and then just fire. He was great. Oh. He was actually a really, really, like... I don't think he... He never struck me as, like, the most pleasant, like, person. But, no. man, he was, like... He was dirty on the mound. I, I loved how... I would love to have beers with Dave Steve and Jack Morris and just watch him, like... And just get into a fight. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, first beer is poured, first sips taken, then yeah. fist fight. Yeah, right. Or Dave Wells, too. Dave Wells, I feel like... Anyways, yeah. we're getting far from the point. Okay, so that being said, if... Let's say that the Jays pull off a three-year deal at 20 mil sure. for the wing. So, if Eddie gets his money, now what do you give Jose? Do you give him the 35 that he's asking? For I think if you get Edwin under contract, you have a little bit more leverage with Jose. Mm-hmm. But um, you you sort of have to reflect. I think I, I, you know, I'm of the opinion that mm. as the higher you get up the scale of being a quality hitter, hitting is so difficult to do. It's just one of the most impressive things you can do in sports. And the higher you get up the elite uh, to the elite area, the more that is worth. And I do believe that Jose is a fundamentally be- better hitter than Ed- than Edwin. I think he's proven it over a substantial period of time. So the fact that Jose is worth thirty million dollars and Edwin is worth twenty, all you know, speculative. I think that's true. I think you do pay that little extra for those elite uh, on base percentage guys, the guys who help create runs. That's the thing is that, like uh, run production comes from getting on base, and Jose walks. And he does all these wonderful things. He's got this this excellent batting eye. When Jose gets mad at the home plate umpire, he's always right. Even yeah. though he's a jerk about it, he's always right. You he, watch that pitch tracker? No, he he know he sees the zone better than the umpire who's standing right behind the plate. One hundred percent. So, what do you do with Jose? It goes one of two ways. It either gives Jose more say, you know what? They're probably not going to pay me. I'm going to go look elsewhere. I think. The, I honestly think these guys are both destined to head to free agency. I think okay. the fact that we didn't sign them before spring training is a bad sign because now it's all in their court. And I think we ha- we will unfortunately have to be competitive at the uh, at, at the uh, at the big boy table. So they both said that they won't sign anything during the regular season. No, I don't season. think Jose said that. I thought it was just Edwin. Um, I think if you came to Jose okay. with with five years to thirty right now, he'd, yeah. <laughs> oh my right, god, he'd uh, sign it with let's, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. So. Okay, so wait, did you answer my question? Do you give Jose 35 for five? I don't give him 35. I don't. The best pitcher in baseball is worth that, and pitchers are worth more than hitters. Right. So I, I, uh, I would like Jose. Uh, you know, this is my appeal to you, Jose. But okay. like, I think he's that, listening. He's yeah, a habit listener. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So Jose, between you and me, I, I think it's really reasonable that if you take the three-year deal with the opt-out, I think if you give him, I think you give him the 150 for. Th- for five years. I okay. really think you do. I think he came out of the gate again. He's a driving force on this team. He's not going to impact uh, Donaldson's leadership e- easily. And I want to have a David Ortiz on my team. Right. 
I want to have that. I want to have another name in the level of excellence for long-term service and just a pre fan appreciation 100%. plus quality hitting. Yeah. He deserves it. And a so role model. I'd rather have Jose than Edwin. I really would. Yeah, 100%. And, I agree and, with and you, I yeah. think that, you know, the if he would do something like that and he wants to opt out after maybe one or two years and then go and get more than the 30 million and go win try and win a championship with the Yankees or whoever, right. like, so be it. But I'd really like to see this next couple of years through with them and I think I I I, I hope we pony up. I honestly yeah. do. For at least Jose. Todd yeah, again, for me, it comes down to the term. Like, these long-term deals almost never work out for the team. Do you give Jose they, five, 25 for 5? 20 oh, five? sorry, 35 for 5. How old is he? Is he 30? 36? 35 this year. Okay. 35. So he's yeah, 40. Pay, his age 40 season. But, look, but Big Poppy. Big Poppy's yeah, like... Yeah, but then A-Rod. Yeah. Well, what's wrong both, with the, Well, A-Rod's starting to drop off right now. I would say No. No, okay. Rod looks rough out there this year. I've yeah. been watching a little bit of Yankees baseball, and he just looks lost. He looks like he's breaking down. It's yeah. physical breaking down, and that's the thing. Last year was so. an anomaly for him. That was that was fantastic. Well, he also yeah, had a year really off. Good baseball. He had the year yeah. off before, yeah, was, so nobody so, saw that coming. No, I, I, I but man. Five, thirty-five for five. That's at this age. It just seems inflated. It just seems like it's so much, and like. Oh man, I, I think I think thirty's the limit, and yeah. even that, it sort of hurts my heart that we have to do that to keep a guy who we've sort of helped to make a superstar, right? Jose, if you're listening, yeah, um, you know, he but, he understands, and like I said, I, he's an avid listener, so yeah, exactly, yeah. He's, he understands. We you know when we 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 support all your. I, I I considered a booster juice on the way over. I went with Pizza Nova instead, <laughs> but you know, we're with you, buddy. You know, just do right by us. You know what? So, is there any chance they trade them? Oh, good call. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario. If if this if we are, I don't I, I don't. Is know that what, such a terrible I, thing? Not in the worst case scenario. I yeah. think if I we think, are if we are down and out in July. It's actually it. the best thing. You have yeah. to do it because I right. can set up the franchise for. I I think I, you trade. I think in the June podcast right. I will start talking like okay. that if, if we're still if, if at that point we're five to ten games under five hundred and the writing's on the wall because because David Price and Tulo aren't coming to save us this year. Right. So yeah. so do the trade and you do it right. You can be. Well, uh, you can you can restock what we lost. Okay, right? so if, yeah. so do you trade them both? If if you're a 500 team in June, do you trade both? No, or do you no, trade 500 team in June. None. No, I'm talking about you. Got to be in the basement. You got to be where. The, okay. You got to be 10 games below 500. You got to be in that five percent or less chance of the playoffs mathematically. If there's even a glimmer of hope, we've these guys. The, this particular core has shown the fortitude to come out of it. So yeah. I think you got to do right by them. But if the math is 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 bad on July thirty first, I think of course you deal them both. Yeah. That's just smart baseball. You got to do it. Yeah. I uh, for me the Jose contract was the number actually thirty or was it thirty five? Okay, so the, like I mean Jose, I know you're listening. Again. Yeah, Please. Jose again. Uh, I was a listener. Give us a call. Yeah. So <laughs> call in. The number is one eight hundred. No, but uh, from what we understood. It w- it was thirty million dollars a year and no less than five years. Okay, right. So so, so I was I was mistaken. So, but it, it's, yeah, even at thirty, I think you give him. Th- I think you're right. I think you you've hit it. Like that's a sweet spot for everybody. Yeah. Thirty for three, or, or and let him walk away after yeah. one, two, or three, whatever yeah. he wants. If he goes out and hits fifty home runs again and thinks he can make forty million, man, you hit fifty home runs for us again, buddy. Thank yeah. God, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. So I I I feel like that's the way of the future for contracts, and hopefully. The precedent set in the offseason for a couple of stars that only got the one-year performance-based deal where they have the option to leave. Maybe we get, maybe we get more of that. Maybe we benefit from that. It's almost like the franchise tag in football. Yes, yeah. very similar. Okay, very similar. So I, I I would love the idea of having 
Jose, I think if the team's horrible, I think you try your best to hold on to Jose because he is more of a face of the team mm -hmm. than Edwin. I think Edwin kind of flies under the radar a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I think Jose's done so many things for the Blue Jays. Not to seem a Blue Jay, I think, would be... Would hurt. It would, hurt. It would break all yeah, of our hearts, actually. Yeah, yeah. Almost like when Roberto Alomar left the Jays, yeah. which I think killed was, me as a child. It, so if you it, do it right, then... Yeah, yeah. But how do you do? Uh, how, how do you how do you say bye to a guy like that? Sometimes you gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the Halliday trade, that kind of backfired. That didn't work out for the Jays. Oh my God! All those prospects we got back, none of them were Kyle Drabeck. <laughs> yeah, Remember? Yeah, that was the centerpiece, man. Oh my God! That was the centerpiece. But I believe Devin Travis is part of the you know, the sequence down. of events. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, I guess Anthony Ghost was a part of that trade. So yes, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I think it was uh, yeah. Brett Wallace, and for him they traded Michael Taylor. So. That's the last piece oh, of Todd breaking out the history. <laughs> so Finally. Let's look at a piece. It might work yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is it, Doug? Kansas City. A lot of their core is from trading Zach Granke. Yes. Oh, wow. Absolutely. When they traded Granke, they got uh, Alcides Escobar and Lorenzo Cain and Jack Odorizzi. Was it, was it not a pick that led to Moustakis or something like that as well? Like there was, there was, it could have been, but yeah, there was some three serious... pieces, and then they flipped Odorizzi for um, James Shields. There you go. Yeah. So trading that one player, that was that's the core of their World Series. So like I said, if you do it right, yeah, it hurts yeah. to see them go, but yeah, that's how you... It's the option if we're not competing. It yeah. really is. It's the only option if we're not competing. Yeah. All right. So that being said, let's finish off what we had planned for the, for the podcast before we get into fan questions. Yeah. Um, so studs and duds. Let's just talk about who's doing it for you for the first month of the season. Excuse me. Um... I'm going to start. We already talked about Michael Saunders. Um, Michael Saunders, for me, incredible. I, I think he's underutilized in left field, but really, you can't take that Where job. Where else are you going to put him in the that, That's it. You put him in center field? No, okay. not over Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, he's already had a handful of beautiful catches this season. Yeah, he looks really good, doesn't yeah. he? Um, so that's all, that's all gravy. And you definitely don't put him in right because, I mean, Jose can barely catch a ball out in right field. So let's just... Keep Jose, him in left. Jose looks rough out there. Yeah, he's. Well, I think there's a lot of weirdness in his game right now. I think he's still trying to get some of the bugs out of the statements he made. Yeah, and he needs to distract himself from those comments with baseball. Maybe, maybe. All right. So for me, okay. Well, how will we do this? Why don't we do maybe one guy, one, one guy in the lineup, and the one one batter in the lineup, and then we'll go one pitcher. Sure. Cool. So I'll take Saunders. <laughs> this is for studs, right? Yes. Okay. Um... My man, Josh Donaldson. I, I yeah. hate to go with the obvious, no, but, but he's exceeded my expectations. Wow! And I and I, I'm really, I'm I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with when I look around the majors at the MVP caliber players, and who you want to lead your team. I mean, yeah, I love Bryce. Bryce is great, mm. but that, but I I respect Josh Donaldson. He's he's uh he's your working class blue collar late success story uh, player, and just. Just all the tools, man. When he goes up there, it's getting to the point where I expect base hits and I expect mm. deep gaps or home runs. And you know what? I hate to pick the obvious one, but he has exceeded my expectations. All right. So qu really quickly, Donaldson's numbers right now, 24 games played, which is every game this season. Um, he's got 94 at-bats, uh, 28 hits, uh, 8 doubles, 1 triple, 8 home runs, which leads a team, 20 RBIs, which leads a team, uh, 1 stolen base, uh, 11 walk and batting just under 300. Yeah. So, can't, fantastic. Can't, the MVP uh, pays yeah. again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. T-Pain. 
I think you guys picked them both. I'm <laughs> 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 a little serious. Like everybody else is kind of a dud, I think. Yeah, at this point of the season, it's. I think Jose showed up pretty well. If I can yeah, throw he's that, been you know, well. Jose's been Jose's been reasonable. I mean, he's been slugging. Maybe yeah. he's not. Uh, I, I'd be interested in what his walk totals are because that's his batting average gets masked by the fact that he gets walked a lot because right. he's yeah. so good. Right. So, so okay. So this is on base for great, 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 great point. So where Josh Johnson only has 11 walks, Jose almost doubles that at 21. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So base. batting 250 yeah, on so base percent. Is just under four hundred. Fantastic. Yeah, which Fantastic. Uh, which is is second to uh, uh, Justin Smoke. So, so and, and Jose gets a lot more bats than Smoke. So yeah. Definitely. So I mean, if you, if you just compare Smoke to Batista at bats alone, uh, eighty to thirty three. So huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge. So uh, Batista, we'll just go over quickly numbers. Um, eighty at bats, twenty hits, seven doubles, one triple, four homers, uh, sixteen RBIs, just four behind Donaldson, uh, second on the team. Um, again, uh, caught stealing once, yeah. 21 walks, blah, 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 Perfect. 250, bad on average. Sounds great. Okay, so, I mean, uh, other noticeable standouts, I guess we can go with, um, Darwin Barney, he, he oh. he's been, no, he's been, you know what, Josh had the, the ham, the hamstring pull or whatever it was there a little while. Barney's a nice piece. Um, he's very versatile. He'll never win you a ball game, but he won't lose you one either. And I right. like those kind of players. I like him. You need uh, those guys. Yeah, we, you know, we, had, we had a little bit of Pennington last year. We and and Bar, uh, and Barney showed up, uh, couldn't play in the playoffs, but I, I like I like yeah. him. Yeah, he, he, 100%. I know he's good. And you know what? He's Comes been solid. Play. He's actually been a little clutch too. If you yeah. watch the games he's gotten in there, batting out of the eight spot or whatever it is, he's come up with some timely hits and helped us to get some of those wins. So no. Uh, no, he's been great, and I, uh, I'm happy to have him sub in once a week for whoever needs a break. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he, like you said, perfect clutch guy. And, yeah, yeah, great. Agree. All right, so let's talk duds. Um, sorry, it's going to break your heart, but I think go. It's the answer. You're right. Too low. Okay. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking. But, I mean, I know and you know and Todd knows that Tulo does not get held down for very long. His work ethic, yeah, his work ethic is way too strong. Yes. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. 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 For oh, it. no, we're all waiting for it. And, I, and you know what? It's just, it's making me antsy. Yeah. Because it's not even an injury problem right now. Yeah. You know, like that, that sometimes holds Usually him down. That, big, that holds yeah. down his counting numbers, yeah. his run scored, his RBIs, all that kind of stuff. He just can't stay on the field. But now he just, he's trying so hard. You yeah. can see it, eh? And he's, and he's, he's whiffing badly on clutch pitches so you know I, I do expect to turn around it's 162 games yeah no, you're 100%. right he, to me he's the biggest glaring standout so far hitting wise i mean all, uh, he, he he's played one less game than most of the main guys 23 games um just running down his line pretty quickly uh 79 at bats uh 14 hits one double no triples four homers 10 RBIs, which still isn't that, you know, that out of the question, you know, half of what Donaldson has, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 walks, still strong, yeah. uh, but batting Good a sad. I'm telling you, yeah. long, deep at bats, just not. Just Unfortunately, not a sad uh, one, 177 at the plate, 305 on base percentage. So, yeah. I mean, he'll turn it around. He, you know, sure. he, he, he doesn't have seasons like this. That's it. Uh, so you're going to agree with me, Tulowitzki? Uh, I would agree with you yeah. with Tulowitzki, and I don't know if this, I might be stealing this from Todd, but Russ, Russ Martin's <laughs> yeah. on. And, yeah. and it's unfortunate just because as much as we don't expect, expect the offense as much as Tulo, uh, he's just, uh, and he's been banged up back there. He's yeah. got the neck problems, neck, yep. he's got little things like that. And yeah, to, it, 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 I, I ding him a little bit because when he can't play, we have to put Tully in the lineup. Right. And that, that really, it, it does hurt the team. Uh, so, yeah, it, both of those guys need to get going. I'm sure they will. Right on. I'm sure they will. All right, Todd, do you have a, Do you have anybody? I think Goins has disappointed me. He's go, go. Not here right, for yeah. his, he's not here for his offense. He's right. here for his defense, but I feel like he took a step last year. That was encouraging, and I think like he's regressed so right far. On. It's only a month, but like, what's yeah. his average yeah, now? Yeah, Devo Trav on the way, right? You know, so, yeah, he's bring him on. Since I, one, 
81. We'll read his line. Okay, so um, so 22 games played, uh, 70, uh, 72 at bats. Uh, what okay, um, 23 hits. Oh, sorry, 13 hits. Uh, three doubles, one home run, four RBIs, one stolen base, uh, three walks, uh, batting a very lonely 181 with an on base at 213. So, so it's it's just you know like, again he's not supposed to be a producer, but right? You got to pull your weight, and that's, yeah, you like, got it was encouraging last year. Got about at least 250. He was, he was clutch, is what he was. He was clutch in the later stages and came yeah. up with some very timely hits. But I mean, you gotta you gotta hit above the Mendoza and, line. You gotta get yeah. at least to that. I mean, your glove can only do so much if you can't bat above two thirty. You can't hit. You can't play in the major leagues. That's yeah, not cut it. yeah. And I, no, and it's small sample size. So go go. I know you're listening. Yeah, and also know, an avid listener. We we do love you. We, yeah, like don't worry about. It. We have a lot of faith. We in watch you in Buffalo. Yeah, dude, just take a couple extra walks. Yeah, that's all. We, I don't even need you to hit the ball. Just walk. So is he? Does he lead the team in stolen? But he might lead the lead the team in stolen bases. I think he does. I think. I mean, we're not a speed team. It's. I, I would be surprised if anybody has more than two or three. Uh. Carrera, Barney, and Pilar, all with two. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so that being said, for the batters, um, sad to say, but it is what it is. Let's talk pitchers. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna start with studs, mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman. Okay. The true, uh, true ace. I believe he's true ace. Interesting. Um, uh, like I said, uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus has done well so far. Um, I'm not, uh, he's left us, the, la- the later he gets in the game, the more apt he is to putting runners on base. And I realize that's natural amongst pitchers, and I realize that's something that happens, um, but he has put us in some situations where because our bullpen hasn't been strong, we ended up losing games, and it's his not... last start, was that his last start, I think? Uh, he left with the lead? Yes. And they gave up... Two or three. Yeah, yeah. Inherited it. runners, right? So, so one after another, Marcus another has, couldn't... no, yeah, Marcus has been strong, yeah. but I just, I, I, uh... Uh, maybe a little bit more strength, maybe a little bit more endurance, just to get through that sixth inning or, or, or that seventh inning. And he's so competitive that he wants to play, but at the same time, if he's not quite there yet, it's only April. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we got, maybe we only throw him five and a third, maybe we only throw him six. And he's just, you know, he keep hitting the gym on yeah. his off days. Like, I, I don't know what it is, um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, his stats are not fair because a lot of the things he hasn't been able to, to, to mop up his own mess. All right, so... Who then do you have? Who do you have? J. A. Happ, man. Yeah. J. A. Nice, Happ nice. has been unbelievable. I stole Todd's. I'm sorry. We should have went to Todd first. Yeah, we should have. And <laughs> no, J. A. Happ has um, has reversed my opinion of him. Yeah, he has been even today pitched pitched very well today. He, yeah, he he's he's matured as a pitcher. He's gone from a thrower to a pitcher in the time that since we had yeah. him last. And I had preconceived notions of how I thought J. A. Happ was going to pitch. I knew how successful he was in Pittsburgh last year, but I didn't believe it. Uh, I thought it was a mirage, right. and uh, he is continuously proving me wrong right now. Uh, so good for him, and I hope it continues. Uh, a nice strong lefty out of the uh, uh, in the starting rotation is perfect in the hard hitting AL East. So good, God bless him. Keep going. All right, Todd, do you have a second backup? Or do you I, just... I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. No, with Hap, I, I I hated the contract when they signed him. I'm like, come on, you can't really like. It was... You've seen him before. Yeah, we, we knew we really, knew what Jay had. You bring him right? back for that kind of money, I know. and I, I'm like, no, no, big mistake. Very right, impressive. Right. So I thought that very was terrible. Move. Very I happy though. Yeah. Take the money and sign like Gallardo. I would have right. That. Oh, I, I, who only pitched good against Toronto for the record. Still, I know it's it's <laughs> in your head, but like I didn't let the deal at all. But he has proved me wrong. He's pitched yeah. great. He's yeah. been he's been fantastic. The bull, I think he uh, might have been our, he he's probably our best starter actually. Yeah, thus yeah, far. thus yeah. far. Well, what's his record? Two and one right now. That's a good question. Uh, I'll be honest. Let's with see if it's a loss. 
Well, it t- oh, he, he, oh, he, 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 he didn't take, he wouldn't have got the loss. He wouldn't have the loss today, yeah. so I think he would have. I think he's got two wins, maybe three. Two wins, maybe three. I think he's three and zero. For some reason, uh, three zero, yeah, 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 good call, no, no, good call. Good sorry, who did you pick for you? Who did you pick for your stud? Pitching? I think. He, uh, he sorry went, for uh, batters. Stud. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I. You didn't pick Saunders. You I think he echoed. I think that, you, echoed uh, you said you pretty much needed. Okay. Yeah. And, and then who did you pick for your dad? Goins. Goins. Okay. Sorry. Just yeah. trying to take notes, and it sometimes yeah. works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Keep up. Yeah, I know. I, I gotta write slow enough that I can read my writing in the future, though, too. All right. So pitching studs and duds. So just to repeat, I said. Stro. I said Stromo. Two two votes for Hap. And two for Hap. Yeah. Okay. Well, duds. I mean, can we? Okay. Let's start with you, Todd. We'll go this way around. Go ahead. My well, other than Ari Dickey. Right. Um, because I think that's everybody's <laughs> Yeah. ERA Dickey. Yeah. Um, I would say Storin has been really disappointing to me. Yeah. I agree, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a great pickup. They have two power arms with Osuna and Storin, and you got you know two closers, one and one A. But he's just been, you know, very early, but it's, he's been a bust. Yeah, cool. He can still turn around. It's still, still no, yeah. lots of games left. And he'll he's he'll still a, get 10 to 15 wins at the end of the season. Yeah. And he, you know, he can get that ERA down. I think he's over nine runs now. He's got one win already. One win? Yeah. One and three. <laughs> three, yeah. yeah. But it's been really disappointing. For the record, so Strowman and Hap both have three. They're both three and oh. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Like, that's the thing is, I, you know, win, wins are um, imperfect uh, pitching statistic because right. a lot of the times you can't control what happens in the latter half of the games. Right. But, um, no, I mean, they, they've both been... Uh, those guys have been very. They're the part of the. I, I think the starting pitching has been the main reason we want, we want any ball. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, the so only starters getting wins, not the relievers. They're not. So for duds for your pitcher, who do you got? Uh, it's it's kind of a tough one here. Um, I guess if I really had to think, I think Drew Storen is is a good choice. Uh, I think Brett Cecil, unfortunately, as well. And I like Brett Cecil a lot. I think he will mature uh, as the season goes on and by mature I mean just to continue to to pitch better to get into the rhythm and, su- and and such but he was the best pitcher in the second half of last season uh, in the, out of the bullpen there uh, best ERA best everything that, that he came in for the amount of innings I, what was it 28, 30, 32 oh yeah innings, something, something wild yeah. Um, so yeah no I, I expect Brett to get back on track but for me unfortunately because I have such high expectations of you Brett I know you're listening uh, guys uh, just, very avid just pump it in the clubhouse eh? yeah, like, yeah. You know, big, just turn off views for a few yeah, seconds if you can and just you which know, is hot know. as a motherfucker so really? don't you dare turn that down okay alright so <laughs> but any, um, no I, I think he'll uh, I think he'll write the ship not too worried about Brett you know what I, uh, it's actually pretty hard to be third in, in something like this because because <laughs> usually there's one or two. Yeah, Todd, I feel for you, Todd. Here, let me pour you another beer. Uh, I'm going to, I mean, Dickie was my first and foremost, yeah. but really Cecil. I feel like Cecil's just had such a shitty shake this season. Yeah. You know, just, just something's not going right for him. So Cecil, you get my vote too. But I think I agree with you 100%, Mike. I think he's going to write the ship. Mid-season, he's going to turn it on. He's going to figure it out, and then he's going to be unstoppable. And you know what, like guys, like we talked about, we we, we sort of glossed over Dickie, even though he's the most glaring problem. Um, in the second half of last year, he improved as well. Uh, the whole team improved. The whole team seemed to get going. It's almost like we fall asleep until the middle of May and we start to wake up. Edwin had the month of June that set the, the what, what sixteen oh, runs, something crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm hoping that this season is a re- repetition of last season. 
I hope that we're starting slow and we're going to get stronger. And by the middle of June, early July, Shapiro is going to have to say, you know what? And it's funny, we completely rule out Ross Atkins. He's just the oh, part yeah. of Shapiro. I feel bad. 100% he is. No, exactly. But, like, um, it, it, I, I feel like they're going to... I feel like Roger's going to be like, here, guys, here's uh, here's some extra cash we hadn't talked about. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we're making shock. a fortune off of these fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, there were 500 at the trade deadline, right? Yeah, yeah last year. 51 yeah. to 51 yeah. on July 29th. Yeah. They were, yeah. So, no, I, I think there's, I, I'm just hoping for a, an upward progression in May. I think okay. we all want to see a winning record in May. I think that'll make us all feel good. They'll get better. They'll yep. get better. Yeah, so, the uh, career numbers are just too good. They're not going to stay at this level for the whole season. Shapiro right. said uh, on the fan that he doesn't make any decisions until 40 games in. So let me ask you this. Does the... Regarding what, players or managers? Or? Uh, uh, Probably players. everything. Yeah, pro- yeah Probably but he, everything. they're talking about personnel. training players. Yeah, yeah, personnel. So right. let me ask you guys this. And, and it could be a good debate, but do you think 40 games is too much time? And do you think 40 games for the casual fan that is, you know, really harming, really harming us as diehard fans? Like... You know, like we talked about the bobblehead, the, the Josh Donaldson bobblehead. I mean, how early did you have to get to the park for the bobblehead? They're just after nine o'clock. Right, and what time did the game start? Uh, one. And where were you in the lineup? A thousand people deep. Yeah. So as much as that pains me to hear, that a lot of the the bandwagon jumpers are on because it, they're still in love with last season. Sure. So is 40 games enough to keep those bandwagon jumpers going, and is 40 games too much or not enough? For personnel changes, well, you can't be concerned with the fans, the bandwagon, and the right. fringe fans. What they're going to think, but for I think forty games, that's what a quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have to give people a, a chance to, you know, work through things because you know hitting, especially, is very streaky. So you start in a cold streak. The numbers don't look very good. You know, whereas if it happens in the middle of the season, if you have a bad week or two. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. People don't notice as much. Yeah. But if you start slow, it's obvious to everybody. Right, so but I think forty games is fair. That's you know it gives people a chance to have their ups and downs. The first you can't get to, like uh, I think forty games for me. That's where my every morning I'm waking up, shaking a little bit, being like, "Fuck, is it is today the day I pull the trigger on something?" But maybe that's just like me jumping to conclusions quickly and not having the patience. Shapiro's in this position for a reason. He, you know, he's a guy that has played GM for a long time. Right. So I have a feeling he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so. me too. So what do you think? Do you think 40 games is... 40 games is perfect, yeah. I think. 40 yeah. games is a sweet spot because uh, you can give a guy... Like, think about Edwin. He barely played any spring training. Mm. If he doesn't hit for the month of April, he's just going through spring training. Like, I'm okay with these kind of things. After 40 games, if you haven't at least shown some spark at that point, then maybe you're a dud that year. 25% of the season is over. We have to make moves. So, no, I think 40 games is just enough time to let everybody warm up and then let... Certain people excel to keep their jobs, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, uh, certain people be reassessed. So no, 40 games is bang on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So now we're going to get into some questions from the <laughs> Nana Nation. I want to thank everybody who left questions. So just give me one quick second. I'm going to pull this up, and we're going to make some magic happen. All right. Here we go. Fan questions. Now, we're going to read everything out, but we did touch on some of the topics. You will be happy to hear that I proofread some of these, but I'm still going to start through half of them. So if you are playing the after 30 drinking game, get those mugs close to your mouth because I have a feeling you're going to be drinking. First off, Ashton Roberts asked, I feel that they need to focus more on their base hits rather than the long ball. They're not getting enough... The... <laughs> <laughs> 
Have a drink. <laughs> they're not getting the home runs they, they're used to, and it's leading them for more losses and more players left on base. So maybe that's more of agree or disagree. Do you agree or do you disagree? I think that we... I think that these guys are good enough hitters that eventually things are going to drop in. I think there's been some bad luck. I think there's been some over-aggressiveness, maybe because we are the defending champs and we feel like we have to mm-hmm, keep the ball mm-hmm. early on. Uh, we do have to prove something. So I think that uh, I think the base hits will come. I think that you saw a lot of those guys, like you know, we're, we're, all of our guys tend to hit above a 250 average, which means one out of the four times they come up to bat, they're getting a base hit. And, and that's just not happening right now. So I think as that normalizes over the team, I don't think that will be a big deal. The left on base is a huge problem. They're, they're like the league worst. So uh, those things, I think, will hopefully correct ourselves when we get back together next, uh, next month. We'll hopefully see a change in that, and otherwise we're probably talking about a whole different story. Right on, Todd. Yeah, I don't see a lot of guys over-swinging, just going for home runs. Like, I don't see any... JP Aaron Sevia type of yeah. <laughs> approaches How at dare the plate. You. Nice hey, job. Did he make? Sorry. Did he make the Phillies? Did he end up playing, or is, did he make the roster? I, don't know where he's I, at. I haven't seen him. Uh, honestly, yeah, okay. I'm not sure. But I don't see a lot of guys going just all out, just trying to hit home runs. It's just like Mike said, it's just not working for them now. The base yeah. hits aren't dropping. You're right. It'll happen. Okay. I think the approach is. Ashton, I I agree with you. I I feel like they are swinging for the long ball, and it's not just be a contrast, but the Blue Jays are a home run hitting team. We saw that last year with the amount of home runs that they hit. I feel like I, I agree with you, Ashton. I, I think they need to play a little bit more small ball. And if we look back, that's really how Kansas City beat them last in the, in the playoffs. Some smart small ball followed by some great pitching. Yeah, 100%, 100%. All right, Jesse Walker asked, Jesse Waka Flocka asked, how do you feel about the pitching so far? Any standouts? Who needs to take a hike? So that's the first part of, first part of his question. Um, we, we kind of talked about our standouts, our studs and yeah, dads when it came to pitching. Will this team be a slow start but build momentum as we go along? Yes. I hope yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> I think that's across the board. And finally, why do we all hate Toronto media so, media so much? Let's discuss. Todd, do you have any Todd, hate, we hate for the Toronto, Toronto media? media? Yeah. I don't have an adverse. <laughs> I think only Shai Davidi is the only guy that people like in, in Toronto media. <laughs> I feel like everybody else, like readers or fans of Toronto sports teams, despise almost everybody else when it comes to yeah, Well, it's because they slag our crummy product traditionally in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto Toronto fans hate Toronto sports, if that makes sense. And yet we, love, yet we love them, right? Yeah. We have a love-hate relationship. It's an relationship. abusive relationship. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's not, it's not your fault, folks. It's, it's it, like they've done you wrong for so long. Like, you know, we're... Uh, here we are. Even the the Raptors, we've all, all so excited. And then we got Game 7 tomorrow night and, uh, you know, everything's on the line and... Do you feel confident? I don't. Game seven in the six, baby. Well, I know. Just like last year. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but but yeah. It's, it's one of those things that's like... Oh, uh, swept last year. No, it's last year was swept. The year yeah. before the year before game Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, it's it's the, the nature of being a Toronto sports fan. We're, we're cautious. And you know what? Toronto's such a heavy, heavily laden media market that, of course, we hate the people who call out our favorite players who aren't maybe producing as well as they should. Right. So, um we love Don Cherry, we hate Greg Zahn. It's, it's, it's yeah. a dichotomy, and I don't think that it's necessarily fair one way or the other, but I don't hate on a media person for criticizing a poor product, and that's what we've had through the first month. Do you, you ever want homers either. Just, what's, what's you, sorry? I said you don't want homers either. Oh, right. can I, like, sorry, just, can I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 100%. That's not, 
That's not what you want. Yeah, no, you don't you, want that either. You don't want raw, raw Toronto, no, exactly. Right. But I will say, Dan Schulman on the Toronto broadcast really liked the way he's been bringing that. I don't know if you guys agree no, or not. No, I haven't, he's, haven't he's noticed come, really. come here and there. He's, I think he's had four or five games so far. But he's, he's the like, first series, and I loved him. When yeah, he he's a good TSN, baseball guy, man. Him and Buck Martinez, he's, he's, I, I love their... Right, and and Pat jumping in there with the three of them, I think it's yeah. fine. I think actually he's he's a better play-by-play guy than Buck, and Buck is a better com, uh, color guy than he is play-by-play. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Do you guys, do you guys remember... When you notice or realize that Toronto sports writers hate Toronto teams, I think I realized it probably after the lockout of the Blue Jays because I think at that point, or like after the '93 and then '94 and all that kind of stuff, and like the Leafs and I guess at ten years old or twelve mm-hmm. years old or whatever I was at that time, you know, it sort of felt amazing because I was formulating myself as a, as a person mm-hmm. and my teams all all of my teams were good the Raptors were in their infancy so it didn't mm-hmm. even really matter uh, but the, the Leafs were good the Jays were good and then you, I, I guess we've been soured on it for the last 20 years we all list, list see that's the thing is like I mean Bob McCowan is just a snarly old man old man yeah you know and that's just and, that, and that's what you listen to while you drive home yeah. Dean Blendell's sort of a pompous asshole and that's what yeah. you live, listen to driving in on the way in the morning so I don't think Toronto I think Toronto media is realistic but I also think they kick somebody in the nuts when mm. they can. So, Todd, do you have anything to add to that? I agree. Maybe they try and be like, objective to a fault. They just mm-hmm. they don't want to be homers. They don't want to yeah. be viewed that way. So they're they're extra hard on the the hometown teams. Can I tell you how much I love and hate that phrase being a homer? You hate I, it? I love and hate it. Why do you hate in it? What way? I, I, I love it in the sense where it's I find it very funny. Yeah. Because it's, it's actually the perfect name. It's exactly. It's, right? it's a perfect name. Yeah. But when, when you say that, people know what you're talking about. Yeah. You say you're a homer. You're a homer. You're like. But then you're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, because because Homer Simpson yeah. is so lovable. <laughs> Never made that connection. Never? Right? No? Yeah, okay. like the lovable idiot. Yeah, yeah. lovable idiot. It's so it's like, you know, like, it's almost like you're, sh- anyways, I don't want to get yeah, into no, it. Anyways. Have you ever watched a, a, a broadcast of the team where the guys are homers, the commentators? Oh, it's yeah. I, I believe it's every playoff game that the Blue Jays played in <laughs> that the Fox Fox presented. Like, uh, what was yeah, it, but, Reynolds? Was any local broadcast? Uh, I think that, I was going to say, they were almost like, like, I don't know, like, and I wouldn't. Say, I don't want to say anti-Canadian, but mm. just like uh, pro-American. Let's right. Say. Fair enough. And, and yeah, no, I, I think yeah, no, you're Canadians right. Don't play baseball. You know what? Where I don't think you can't put on mute. Just. I don't think that Buck and Pat are the best announcers going, but I think they are reasonably objective. And, yeah. and I have watched those rain-delayed broadcasts of the Chicago White Sox, you know, and, and they're screaming for their own team, and it's it's embarrassing for these guys. Mm. Like these yeah. are supposed to be professional. You're supposed to be at least semi-objective. Right. So no, I agree. I think that for the most part, our guys do a good job, uh, you know, and then the sports reporters, you can take it or leave it. You can read a new article on Twitter every day. It's, That's it true. It is what it is. Right? With, with the way that, that social media is today, it's that's why we're that. I think that getting back to to, to the fellow's comment there, I think Jesse. that's why. Yeah, Jesse, I think that's why we feel that way is because we read it every day, mm. and I think that's probably it's more impactful than when we were younger. So Ashton had a comment on Jesse's thing, and he said, "Dicky, uh, being pitchers to take a hike, yep. um, he's not as good as he, uh, fuck. Here we go. Have another drink. He has not been as good uh, as." Fuck, man. I don't know why. It's definitely not the beer. It's definitely the fact that I can't read. Like, he has not been as, as he was last year. Didn't con- contribute enough. I think it would have been safe to say that last year was his last year. Cecil slump. Needs to break out of the slow point. Strowman's doing his job. Sanchez slow start, but showing a lot of promise and as soon as a beast. Um, I got to disagree. I think Sanchez is fantastic. He's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything... Anytime he hasn't gotten a win is because he's been let down by either the defense or the offense. So no, no, Sanchez, Sanchez, Hap, Stroman, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so far. Like on the whole, you can't argue with. That. And, yeah. and I, you know what we've left out, Marco, so far. 
Oh my god, you're right. right. Yeah. Marco's been Astronis, yeah. yeah. He's looked really just miss the first rotation. He to mystify with me mystify me, excuse me, with the fact that he can sneak an 85 mile an hour fastball by major league hitters. It's He's really very impressive. Picked up right where he left off, which yeah, I didn't exact, expect. I did not yeah. expect that either. Yeah, I thought I thought you were right. Did you get the t-shirt yeah. paid? 80% of Marco Stroh? <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, it, it's, no, right on point. Uh, starting pitching has been the strong suit, uh, the bullpen outside of his suit. Alright, so Kyle asked, what are your thoughts on the Edwin deal? We did talk about it. Sure. Um, but so... We did get to that. Um, Ashton did ask on or comment on that as well. He said, tough call. He's not producing like he was last year, so I think he needs to show his worth before he gets money. Strong point, but you look at that guy's resume, it's hard He's to argue. He's a producer. I, I agree. Uh, Kyle followed up that by saying, uh, not many are producing right now, which is a fair point to make. It's early, and he had no spring training. I'm interested in Mike's thoughts on the length of the contract and amount. I think we touched on all that. Yeah, too. no, I think, uh, Kyle, I appreciate you reaching out here, and I think that the, the whole thing is the length is relative to the offset in finances, and I think that anything... Honestly, like, I hate to be a money man, and it's not the way that I appreciate the game, but I think anything under $100 million and under five years in that combination mm-hmm. is going to make us happy uh, with the Edwin situation, I mean, I think, and, and Jose probably just slightly over that. So okay. we're going to have to see how it goes. I, honestly, I don't think we're going to get an answer until December, guys. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Todd? Yeah, I agree. It comes down to term for me. Okay. So I, I don't like locking players up for a long time, especially at this age, because it almost never works out for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think any more than two years, Edwin becomes a full-time DH. Yeah, oh, for sure. And the only reason he's playing first base now is because of Cole Bell. I agree. Okay, so Dave Dave has a good question out here. He says, good potential with their pitching roster, but missing some depth. Do you think they have enough? Do you think they have to make David Price-type trades before the season end? Any trades, more future prospects? Oh, sorry. A trade away more future prospects. Read this a couple times before you stutter it out loud. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, Dave, Dave made the drinking rule game that, the, the rule in the drinking game that when, every time I stutter, it's a drink. So yeah. cheers, Dave. Hold on. Cheers, Dave. <laughs> All right, Tyler, let's start with you. Do you think the Jays have to make, do you think they're missing some depth in pitching, and do you think they need to make a David Price-like trade? They don't have the pieces to make that kind of a trade. Okay. Like they, I wouldn't say they totally emptied the cupboard last year, but two thirds. Yeah, yeah, two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they don't have the capabilities this year to do that. They got to restock the the farm, and maybe that's an option later on. But right now, that's not an option. Um, yeah, and like I said, the the bullpen it might work itself out. We have to give it some time. Okay. Like Shaparo said, the the forty game mark. Then we'll see where we're at. Um, but as of now, it looks like we could use some help there. Okay. Mike? I agree. Nice, nice, <laughs> solid. All right, Ashton with another one. Man, Ashton must have been off work or maybe at work because he replied to almost everything. Yeah, the price trade still baffles me. He was a great addition, but I, uh, I think that they might be kicking themselves in the ass for that move. But I think it's important to keep in mind that there are – sorry, I'm not stuttering. I'm just trying to find out what the more is. Uh, but I think it's important to keep in mind that there are a lot of games left and the pitchers are still getting into the swing of things. Um, fair to say, guys? I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's reasonable. I don't, I'm not going to argue with that right now. I think in May we'll have a different... Uh, put that question again in May and we'll, we'll right. address it then, I think. All right, so next comes from Jason Frank Perconi, and he asks... Love you, bro. Yeah, he asks, what station is it? 
brother's so, not too familiar with podcasting, right? All right. Only Kijiji. So, <laughs> Jason, just so you know, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, okay? So look for us now after 30 podcasts. Um, don't forget, rate, review, and please, five stars would be great. Yep. All right. So Matt Brady asked, uh, cons- he said he's concerned with Cecil and Strowan's slow start. Do you drop them both down in the depth charge or write it out when or if Hutch will, will make the return from Buffalo? Um, uh, for Hutch, uh, I, I think Hutch, uh, actually, uh, we touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Hutch, Hutch looked fine in his start there. He had a spot start on a Sunday, not too long ago. I think it was the, the ball had uh, yeah. to that game. So, um, no, Hutch looks fine. Um, he'll be re- ready and willing. I'm sure. Excuse me. When the time comes, uh, to come up and, and, and produce, uh, I can see in a worst case scenario, I think that you could bump Cecil and Storin out of those high leverage situations. Mm-hmm. And then if Loop, who is coming back from injury, it sounds like in another four to six weeks, might have a chance to see some Loop. Uh, a few other guys there, uh, Tapera, they brought up, you know, we got Bo Schultz coming back from injury, a few other guys like that. Um, so I can see those guys being taken out of the high leverage seventh, eighth inning roles if they continue to underperform. But again, I, I don't think the 40 game mark is solid, but I also think that it's a p- potential that. It could come at some point. I think, uh, again, we're going to be having a different, completely different conversation in May. It's a little early, but uh, I still have faith in those guys. They have proven major league track re- records higher than those the other options we have in the organization, so I'm hopeful they'll come through. Yeah, I think you could drop them down, but then who do you bring up? Like, who do you put in that situation? There's, is there a better option than those no, two? No, I, I think... That's the unfortunate... You're, you're 100% right, Todd. I think that, the, the, like, I mean, if you bring up Drew Hutchison... Uh, in an absolute worst case scenario, you could move R.A. Dickey to the bullpen. You could bring Drew in as a fifth starter and bring in R.A. situationally. Wakefield did it a little bit later in his career, and some of the other Charlie Huff and some of the other knuckleballers did it. But it, that, to me, you're in bad shape if you're making those decisions. So yeah. I'm hopeful that that's not the case. Um, in terms of uh, like AAA arms that we have to bring up, the cupboard is relatively bare. We traded Miguel Castro last year to Colorado, and that would have been a guy we would bring up as a, a short-term uh, fireballer. Um, uh, we traded Jeff Hoffman, who was more of a starter. But like, it's uh, there's not a lot of options. So maybe at that point you go and you try and make a trade. Maybe you trade a Dalton, Dalton Pompey. Maybe you trade a little small part of that future to get another proven major league arm. But that would be counterproductive because we really need Storm to come in and deliver. So I'm hopeful it doesn't. Yeah, he has to part. do his job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Very sexy. All right, so Dustin adds, or asks, Dickey in the bullpen and speed are my concerns. Not just because of Dickey's RA, ERA, but because you have to carry Tolley on the roster. With Russell striking out at a franchise record-breaking clip, Tolley getting way more playing time than he should on a contending team. We'll break this up a little bit. But do you think Dickey is a big problem with his ERA? And also having to carry Tole, Todd. Josh Tole. It is a, it is a concern. Um, Dickey's performance. It's I guess consistent with what his average has been with his you know the tenure with the Blue Jays. Um, as for Tole, even if Dickey wasn't here, Martin wouldn't be playing every game. You can't play right. every single game. You need some days off. So having every fifth day off. I don't see that as being a huge problem. Right. Um, I, I would prefer he, Navarro over. Right. Tolly for sure. I think everybody would, but he's gone. Tolly's our backup, and that's what we have to deal with. All right, so, Mike, do you find that Dickey's ERA and also having to carry Tolly um, 
do you find that like to, uh, a hinder for the Jays, or do you find that do you think that can maybe work out work itself out? I think that Toley is a hindrance more than Dickey is. Mm. Um, I have faith that R.A. Dickey can put up major league average numbers over the course of a regular season. I do not have faith that Josh Toley can do that at the catcher position. Do you so. think that they have a joint retirement when when Dickey retires? I think you're right. Yeah. I think, it's, I think okay. they are a package deal for sure. So yeah, there's no way Toley's here if Dickey's not. No, 100. percent Well, no. the Mets even traded him away. It was part of the deal. Yeah, part right? of the deal. <laughs> it's like you give us a bag of balls and maybe I don't know some poutine. <laughs> And you we'll guys give you the god of thunder. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Best pitcher in the majors right now, Noah Syndergaard. Well, that's we'll talk about that after oh. the Jays end up start losing. But that no, it's okay. It's that's okay. that's for another whole so, other yeah, podcast. That's, that's an entire podcast. That's his old podcast. Yeah. 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 All right. So Dustin also asked the bullpen is a mess. Uh, there are maybe two guys I trust: Cecil and Osuna, and maybe that's a big maybe. I know Sanchez will be will be back there eventually with his innings limit, but is there any way? More, sorry, have a drink. But there, there's still way more they need to address. Agree or disagree? Sanchez will be back there, so I, I agree with parts of that. Um, I think we got to give everybody else, you know, the time that's needed. But Sanchez is will be on a, 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 a what sounds to be a pretty hard inning cap. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. He got hurt last year. He spent mm-hmm. most of the time in the bullpen. The way that the way that people invest in arms right now and try and protect major league pitchers is that they give them a certain amount of innings and they and they. So when we talk about the innings cap, it's something they sort of determine based on how much you've pitched before and how much they expect you to pitch and how much they can try and save your arm over the course of time to maximize your value to the team. So uh, I think that Sanchez will be in the bullpen come playoff time. And I think if we're in a position where we're 10 games above 500 on July 31st, Maybe they do pull a rabbit out of a hat and we get an expiring contract. You talked mm. about James Shields earlier. I don't think he's the answer, but maybe something higher end than that. Uh, there might be an opportunity. But I, 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 I see Sanchez being a huge contributor in, in, in the bullpen in the postseason, God willing. So. Do you think if, if the Jays um, can't get the bullpen right, they move Sanchez to the bullpen and bring Hutch up? Yes, take, yeah. I think that's the right move, and I think that's the right move over Dickey, mm-hmm. uh, in, at least initially. Um, now, here's 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 my caveat to that. I think that if if that's if that's your problem in July, mm-hmm. yes. I think if that's your problem in May, that's a big, much bigger problem mm-hmm. because I would hate to stifle uh, Sanchez's development long term just to put, keep Dickey in the rotation for one year because Dickey's not coming back to the Toronto Blue Jays next year. Right. He's done. Yeah, he'll get the Mark Burley treatment, and thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see you later. So uh, I want Sanchez to throw his 150 innings because we kept him instead of Noah Syndergaard. So again, I, I, for another podcast, right? <laughs> but but like I I think that I I've talked to you guys about this before. I still think that Osuna is our long term ace. I think he's the best wow. pitcher. I think he's the best pitcher we have, and I think he'll be our starting frontline ace one day. But if you can back him up with Sanchez and Stroman in a year or two, that's deadly, and that may be. Uh, stems the tide of losing Batista or, or Encarnacion. Hmm. Right? Todd, you got anything to add? So going to your point, I hate the cap. Okay. It seems completely arbitrary. Like It's financially based. Yeah, but pitchers have never been more injured or more, I don't want to say baby, but baby. No, they called. You're right. Yeah, and they've, like, it's just totally guessing. Like, Imagine if the, Nolan Ryan had, had any cap. Yeah, yeah. One of the best it, pitchers it, in the history of baseball. 
Yeah, back then they had the four man rotations. Yeah. It's five man and you're capped at this for the season in this game. Years. Yeah. And like horse. A hundred pitches for the game. Why is that the cap? Like that's just because it's a round number? Like it's mathematics. It's the same it's, it's the saber metrics. It's everything that's been introduced to the game. And you know what? I agree with you, it's counterproductive because you yeah. don't grow a pitcher and and develop their strength, you you almost limit their potential, I think. Right. Like that. So was it I, I'm Matt not Harvey fan. last year with his inning cap and his agent. No, he oh, was yeah. coming. Now, I was going to say he was coming back from Tommy John, so yeah. I understand it a little bit more. But he also showed up like he is so fat this year. Like, oh, he, like really? Yeah, he looks terrible. He right was now. partying too hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, all right. So no, I, I agree. I, I'm not a big fan. Did of you have anything else you want to add to that? No, that was it. Okay, cool. So Dustin's final point is finally speed. No one on the team can steal, especially when the bats are struggling. Do you really need somebody to help manufacture runs? No, you don't. Bold. Um, these guys, and, and no disrespect, it's a fine question, Justin, but the, 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 uh, you don't need speed in, in, in our system. If we rebuild in a different way and we decide to play a different brand of baseball, yes, speed can help. But right now we have made a conscious choice to play uh, do-or-die baseball. And so in this particular situation, speed speed might get you an extra couple runs if you've ended up on second base, but on-base percentage and contact ability and the ability to manufacture runs through putting the bat on the ball is much more important than manufacturing them. The thing, there's a common misconception with stealing, at least in my opinion, stealing is risky. Stealing is mm. like bunting. It's like everybody thinks it's a good idea to bunt sometimes, but statistically you're giving up the ability to put the bat on the ball, which is what these professional guys are supposed to do, and you're giving up and out. You never give up and out in baseball. And so unless you have a guy with the speed of Devon White, unless you have a guy with oh. the speed of Ricky Henderson. Otis Nixon. A, Otis Nixon, yes. So, except for 92 last time. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Mike said, like, what? <laughs> um, so, no, but unless you have those kind of things, speed, it, speed in it, it's risky, it's lucky, and you have to steal a base in almost less than three seconds. So uh, I don't. Stealing bases doesn't win you ball games. In fact, it can lose you some. So, it's, it, that's just my that's just my take on it. And you you rather have a guy that can put the bat on the ball than a guy that can steal base. All right. So I'm just uh, before we get to you, Todd. I was just curious what the statistic on bunting is. So I'm going to quickly look that up while Todd reads out or Todd uh, um, speaks to speed. You got it. Yeah. It's a nice thing to have on a team. I think it's a luxury. It was it 2013 when they made the big trade with the Marlins? We heard about how fast the team was going to be because we had Reyes and Bonifacio, Bonifacio. and Carrera. Yeah. Not Cabrera, um, Cabrera. Melky. Yeah, Melky. Melky. Yeah. yeah, and that didn't work out at all. So speed on its own, it, it, it's nice to have, like I said, some um, the Kansas City Royals have some speedsters and they use them situationally um, with some effectiveness, but it isn't the be-all and end-all. I, I agree with Dustin 100%. I strongly believe the team needs more speed. It never hurts. You saw it last spring um, with uh, with the addition of Ben Revere to the lineup. Uh, Dalton Pompey, we were talking about being injured. but I strong, And just looking at the stat, overall, almost 50% success yes. on bunting. Yeah. Imagine if you had a batter that batted 500. Like never smart never bunt hit kids, uh, hit dingers. That's what, that's what matters. Yeah. Never bunt. Fair enough. All right, so that being said, I want to thank everybody, uh, Ashton, Jesse, Kyle, Dave, Matt, and Dustin. Thank you so much for adding to the show. Very much appreciate it. With that being said, boys, one last topic to talk about. Mike, you brought this up. I'm so glad you did. Let's go Dream Team, baby. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about 
a positional breakdown one by one, just going around the diamond and maybe throwing in maybe a DH hit and a pinch hitter and then uh, maybe one or two bullpen arms. What are your all-time Blue Jays? So what I was thinking is I, I would start off, because I've been thinking about this way too much, um, <laughs> and I'd throw out who, 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 uh, who my guy would be position by position, and then you guys can maybe counter, whether you okay. agree or Great if you idea. have something else that would go on. So um, first one I'm going to start, I'll start, in le- I'll start in, I'll count down 9-1 to one on, the, on the diamonds. So okay. I'll start in, uh, in, left field, uh, in uh, right field there, excuse me. And my right fielder, which is a very controversial, uh, contra- uh, controversial yeah. choice. Is hey, I'm the one that starts on the show, not you. Okay, <laughs> everybody have a drink. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, is Jose Batista over Joe mm. Carter. So that's my choice. I've, I've Joe Carter about, played right field. Yes, Joe Carter yeah. played right field, and oh. I, and I and I will choose Jose Batista over Joe Carter. It has nothing to do with the home run. It has to do with the production while you're in a Blue Jays lineup, and and the fact that I think I just think that Jose Batista is one of the best hitters we've ever had, mm-hmm. just bar none. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Other right fielders, we got guys like Sean Green and a few others. Oh, that can jump in there, but my you know, favorite because yeah, Sean Green's Star a great David. Player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Flower special. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take one of those brothers any day. All right. I think Batista is a good pick. I mean, yeah. Like you said, the the offensive production and some of the outfield assists he has mm-hmm. are crazy. So defensively, he can be up there with the best of them. So I think that's not a controversial pick at all. I think it's a good, solid pick. I would go with Batista as well. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? You know, I gotta I strongly agree. I think Batista, I think you're right. I think he's one of the best hitters of all time. For the, in the Jays lineup, yep. um, it, it's hard to disagree. Joe Carter is a very honorable mention, uh, but keep in mind, Joe Carter was like a two thirty three average batter. Like that's he, what I'm you saying. Know, he's not. He, uh, yes, he's good for 25, 30 home runs a right, year. Right, he's an iconic baseball player. We, he's one of the top five Blue Jays of all time, but he's not the best right fielder. Right. So, do you think Joe Carter ever goes into the Hall of Fame? No. Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, I, don't <laughs> no. I don't know. The Blue Jays Hall of Fame, the Canadian Blue Hall of Fame? Yeah. 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 He's in the Canadian Hall, Baseball yeah. Hall of Fame, which yeah. makes no. sense, but no. no. Okay. He's just not that. Whereas, And I don't think Jose will either, but that's because he came on later in life. But, I mean, Jose's done it for, what, eight years? Eight years. I think I told strong. you last time, he averaged 38 home runs a year. Strong number. Slam dunk. Yeah. Center field. Um... To me, this is obvious. This could be a generational thing, but the answer is Devon, Devon White. White. Yeah. Easy. Right. Easy. <laughs> is there yeah, any? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about Vernon Wells, who had some good numbers as a Blue Jay. We were yeah. a little jaded by the, the era that he lived in, um, but I, I really feel like Devon White is, is the obvious choice there. The defense was unmatched. Really nice foot speed. Um, essential in 92 uh and then just stepping aside and batting two batter there for ricky henderson 93 really good stuff i mean made the best defensive play that we have possibly ever seen until kevin Pillar last yeah. year <laughs> uh, but in a world series to get a triple play that was never called on yeah right yeah. how about you guys what do you think Todd? oh Go ahead, Todd. I think it's unanimous. I think we all think yeah. Devo, center fielder. If, if, if you're in our age group, which is like, yeah. like uh, early 30s, no one will ever beat Devon White. Speed, agility, talent, great leadoff. Didn't even play here for that long. I mean, we got to think about There's other guys that played here for a lot longer. I mean, it was Lloyd Mosby that played a good center field. I shouldn't forget about Lloyd. Like, he was part of that... that uh, Drive of 85 team, that triple threat in the outfield, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, and, and Jesse Barfield gets some honorable mention in right yeah. field for what he did. But, uh, no, I think Devo's hands down. I, I agree. You know, Colby? 
Colby Red, the, cat, the catfish. <laughs> this year, he votes for Colby. Have you seen what he's doing in Houston yeah. this year? No, he's getting the cover off the ball. This really? Year. Yeah, the catfish. Like, yeah, <laughs> finally Man. grew up at age thirty-one or whatever. I know. I agree a hundred percent with you. So far, so far, I think our notes match. Okay. Devo, hundred percent speed, like just speed yeah. alone, man. That guy would steal on a fastball from Roger Clemens. He'd steal, yeah. you know, and and he didn't give a shit. So, anyways, no. yeah, you're okay. I'm nailing. It. Okay, so follow up. Well, who, who do you got in left? Left is George MVP Bell, <laughs> right? Yeah, the catch to win our first playoff game, the one that I barely remember as a kid, but that my dad speaks so fondly of that hat, that the hat and the Jerry curl flipping yeah. off in the exhibition <laughs> stadium win, like. Uh, the only other MVP besides Josh, I think that you, there's lots of lots of fun left fielders we've had. It's not a position that's usually of strength, but he, mm. you know he was he dominated that for us. So, and on, any honorable mention? Um, I mean, I have some fan favorites that I that I really like. I'm a, I, I love Candy Maldonado. I was just gonna say, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I mean, a I name think that's alone. just the World Series vibe, right? Uh, I think yeah. That's the thing, and and, and it, 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 so that. And left field is usually where you stick your least uh, potent outfielder. So I don't, I don't, and I don't, and that's what I think. The thing about George Bell is maybe he didn't have the mobility of the guys who played. Mm-hmm. Like Barfield had an, a cannon in right, and and Mosby was so agile in center field. There was no space, but Bell's bat was thunderous, and yeah. he was. He, there's a reason he's on. But no love for Ricky or too short. Too short term. Well, see, see, I was gonna say that's it, it, that's it, right? Yeah. I think it's too short term. When I started to think about pitchers later down the line, like if you think of a couple of starting pitchers you want, there's a couple guys I want to put in there, but they just didn't. Right. Ricky was the best left fielder we've ever had mm. in terms of like statistics. Like I, I love the guy, and yeah. I, if I were building my dream team, I might draft Ricky Henderson first overall. But, but is it rental? Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. So exactly. Like, right. Well, was it so, one season he played, or was it, it half, was a, half season? a season? Half we, a season. We got him at the trade deadline from Oakland in '93. Right? Okay. So. Uh, no, Rick, so has Rick, has Rick, Toronto Rick. constantly raped Oakland in trades? I think maybe going back, we'd have to take a look at the the whole board yeah, there. But fair it's enough. been um, we certainly got the best of a couple of deals. I mean, Oakland wasn't competing that year, but uh, you know, uh, man, crazy, right? Right. All right. Let's, let's go to. I was going to say any 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 qualms on George Bell or. Any thoughts on the left field that you can think of? I would like to disagree, but I can't. I know. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I feel like the outfield is sort of obvious. I, th- I yeah. think outside of the Batista-Carter uh, argument, I don't think you can really deny the outfield. Honorable mention, to, of course, to Mr. Superman Kevin Pillar. Yeah, 100%. sure. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, got his, and, he's got his moments, for sure. And there's there's probably, you know, you're right, Vernon Wells is another standout, too. Yeah. Sean Green, another standout. There's guys out there that are standouts, but when it comes to, I think, all-time level of excellence, you got to put it up there. Okay, so we go to the number six position, which is shortstop. My favorite Blue Jay of all time, Tony Fernandez. I, okay, right? We talked about this last yeah, time, right. and, and Tony is is a sentimental favorite. I, I, I mean, we've had uh, we've had some nice shortstops over the course of time, and, and Tulo is a nice addition. And, and even before, I like I thought Jose Reyes did a fine job when he first showed up, and then it just sort of almost like he fell apart in front of our mm. eyes in terms of the way his body broke down. And, and that injury at second base, stealing that base early into the season there in 2014, I think it was really was really a, 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 a in Kansas City. <laughs> it's possible. It was, it's possible. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think Tony is a slam dunk. I don't think you can touch that. Todd. Yeah, I don't know who else would be second. Louis Louis Sojo Soho. Yeah, he got an option. Manny Lee. Manny Lee. Yeah. Manny Lee is it? Me. That's nice. World Series. Alex Gonzalez. Alex Alex Gonzalez. Oh yeah. I feel like Alfredo Griffin played a little bit there. I don't even. I think he was more on the second base. Guys, remember Junior Felix? I do remember him. Left fielder. He left field. Yeah. I think he played right field the day that Dave Steed threw the no hitter and caught that ball to end that game. I think you're right. Actually, yeah. Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. All right, so are we?
we are we going to Tony's good, right? right? Crazy, crazy batting stance, and all goes back to the Blue Jay tradition of of just taking every talent from the the Dominican Republic. Yep, hundred percent. All right, so he's going down on the wall. Yeah, the rotation of third base. uh, I think I it's it's bold, but I think it's already. uh, set in stone. I think it's Josh Donaldson. I think he's the best third baseman. Ed Sprague. Uh, I was going to say Gruber. Kelly Gruber was my other choice. Brantz yeah. Mullenix put in some good years when we were younger, uh, but I think we're maybe a little too young to see that. Um, uh, no, I think Kelly, I think Kelly Gruber is a sentimental favorite, but I think Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. and, and I'm giving him, I'm giving him an extra three years of stats to prove it for this argument. Well, right? Matt's probably throwing his hat down and, <laughs> and, and yelling shenanigans. <laughs> but some good third baseman. Like Scott Rowland. Yeah. Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss for a bit. Troy Gloss, yeah. yeah. Good power bat. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, when you when when MVP is on your resume, it's hard to Yeah, I mean, what is all I realize it's early, be, guys. It's a yeah. hard... It was, that was probably the hardest two seasons, one because one I and thought, a half like, it was just a little too premature to do that, but I think that... I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money down on Donaldson. If you give George Bell left field... Yeah. Because he he was MVP, no. you got to give the same thing to Donaldson. I think it's fair. same respect. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's all, all said and done. It'll be Josh Donaldson. I, you yeah. know that's across the board. Mike, so far you're hitting out the park, buddy. Do I even have to say second base? Is there no, even let's a just question? Is it. Is it, is oh my not, god! Is this not the unanimous vote of all unanimous votes? The only Hall of Fame room has his no Toronto order. even had another second base? I don't can't recall. I, I, Hill. I think Robbie. <laughs> yeah, I think Robbie could come out and play right. Oh now. wait, I was talking to Devon Travis. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Roberto Alomar yeah. is a Hall of Famer, the only Blue Jays Hall of Famer. Yeah. I think we can almost leave that one where it is. The back, the glove, the whole oh, morning against Oakland. So, oh my God! The, yeah, the, okay. the, the Hall of Fame. Post. This one might be a little difficult, and I'm, so I'm going to announce a few things in, in succession. My first baseman, my, my all-time first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays is John Olderoo. Yeah. Oh. However, my designated hitter is Fred McGriff. So I'm dog. Yes, and I think that if you look, go back. Fred was just shy of 500 home runs, just shy in his career of 500 home runs, and he would be in the Hall of Fame if he was. That was pretty much the only thing that he missed out on. Now. Fred put in a lot of good time at uh, at first base in, in the early years of the Blue Jays when we were growing up uh, in the mid mid to late eighties, and I think he got traded in ninety one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Alomar deal, right? Yeah, yeah. right. So um, the Crime Dog gets DH just because he is a stud, and he probably should be a Hall of Famer, but just didn't quite get there. But John Olerud had the sweetest swing in baseball, the reincarnation reincarnation of Ted Williams at the plate, and so uh, just we're, unbelievable. We're just so we're, we're saying, guys who played, guys who played. Did sorry did time at first base. Yes, we're not talking about like the Paul Molitors or the. You no, know, we're talking or, about the straight ones, okay. and the one that's probably going to annoy everybody here, um, and that I have coming off the bench to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth is Carlos Delgado, because Ooh. I I really like Carlos. I think Carlos Carlos did not statistically put up as good numbers as Fred McGriff. Um, so that's why he doesn't get the full-time DH spot in terms of my overall lineup. But Carlos is a phenomenal player. Uh, what. A, 10 to 12 year Blue Jay, something mm-hmm, crazy mm-hmm. like that. Put he deserves back. a spot. He's going to level get, of accidents in, in, in my game seven of the uh, Blue Jays uh, World Series. Uh, he he makes he makes okay. That. So, so first base, you're saying all road. I say all road. I would say Delgado. That's okay. fair, and that's yeah. fine. And, and I I, think I completely right. respect that argument, but yeah. I think that I just there's three there's three solid options at first base. Mm-hmm. I, I my, one of the three could myself. Argue with. I would go all road as well because a steady He's lefty. The, he had the best swing. Yeah. Blue oh, I've yeah. ever seen. He he almost had like a Griffey like um, effortless swing. He puts the bat on the ball in a way that only the premier hitters in in the major leagues can. He's he was it wasn't about power. He wasn't no. about. I mean, I don't know if Contact. he ever hit twenty home runs. And I realize everybody looks at the three sixty three batting average year right. and everybody. Up there on the wall of fame. Fame. Yeah, everybody loves that, right? But no, if you look like I've. 
I've never fallen in love with a baseball swing the way I've fallen in love with John Rhodes. So maybe it's a personal thing for me, but the other guys have all got spot on my team. Like I told you, Carlos Delgado's getting a pinch hit in the ninth, for sure. Okay. So, behind the plate. Okay. So I'm going to go a little bit maybe off the board from what people might be expecting because they might be expecting the MVP of the 92 World Series. I'm going to say Ernie Witt. Okay, Ernie, because, because of the batting. I think it's both longevity, I think it's batting, and I think it's also contribution to Canadian baseball. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Ernie Witt has stayed in Canada. He's helped develop the Blue Jays brand. He coached the Canadian national team for many years and one of the longest-serving quality catchers. I know everybody was thinking I was going to go Randy Knorr, but you know what? I, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Pat Board is, is close, uh, but I, I go with Ernie Witt. Okay, Todd? Yeah, I think I would take Borders. It's the obvious pick. Um, I don't know if this is a standout production-wise or defensively-wise. Um, it's been a lot of catches throughout the years. Um, Buck Martinez, if you're listening, we're going we're gonna, to we'll bring you up just, just for the hell of it. Yeah, just Buck for the broken leg. Darren Fletcher. Yeah. Darren Fletch, yeah. yeah. Although um, he did get busted for steroids. So did everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back then. Okay, but no, no love Zahn. from Marty. Yeah, Zahn, too. <laughs> I see you, Zahn. Zahn Cherry. Love for who? Uh, no love for uh, for Martin. Martin hasn't done enough yet. If, if he puts One. five years in a Blue Jays uniform and puts up a World Series, we can probably Fair talk enough. him on the same. Okay. Uh, we're going to want him to be number one because he's Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah it'd be right. nice to yeah. have at least one Canadian. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to take your suggestion. Yeah. I think Ernie Witt's a great suggestion, but I'm also going to add borders into it because yeah. if, if it wasn't for Martin, who I believe in the long run will be beneficial, then I'm going to go borders. Sure. So, so we'll That's go with borders. Starting on the hill for the Blue Jays in the all-time uh, Game 7 World Series uh, is Roy Holiday. Yeah. There, yeah. Is, there is no other is pitcher. There any argument. Um, okay, I, how was the, No, I was going to say, we can, we can have this the discussion. We can have that discussion. We can have the... Hankin? I was going to say, if you want to talk about other guys, Hankin... Hank, if, I, if I'm going my starting rotation, uh, let's say top four. Cool, I'm in. Let's say it's top four. Roy Holiday, number one. Pat Hankin, number two. Roger Clemens, number three. That's how I. That's how I go in terms Ooh. of what we got. Okay. Okay. And then number four, what do we throw in there? Number four? Jimmy Key. Nice. No Steve. Lefty. I was gonna say Steve. Uh, so let's Here's go five. Steve. Let's go Steve three. Okay. Hankin four. I think sorry, you gotta go Clemens with the four. I think you gotta go with the four Cy Young winners. Yes. So Halliday, uh, Hankin, Clemens, Clemens Steve. Steve, and then maybe fifth Jimmy Key. Jimmy Key. A lefty. I was gonna see. I was gonna bring Jimmy Key out of the pen in a Brett Sussman situation <laughs> in Game Seven of the Blue Jays World Series. So, okay. yeah, no, I, I got a lot of love for Jimmy Okay, so if we got one, uh, I agree. Holiday, I think Holiday, I think Holiday's the one. He starts your... He, starts he your is A, from the farm. Yeah. So yeah. so that's bonus marks. Yeah. And and, and did, it, did it in a Blue Jay uniform as long as he could before he wanted the championship. I've never been prouder to have a player on my team than Roy Holiday. Wow, impressive. Yeah. I think when he was here, I didn't appreciate him. Juan Guzman? I think a lot of people are in the same... I like Guzman. Yeah, Guzman? like Black of the Night, man. Just okay. like the darkest oh, man in, the, in baseball. Oh. That Jerry Curl, yeah. So good. And that fastball, two-seam fastball. Just listening oh. in the sky, Dom. I love it. Okay, so... And then, and then, I mean, and then if you're talking about a, your favorite bullpen arm, you can't touch the Terminator. Tom Hankey. Oh, yeah. Dwayne Ward is right there with him because... Hey, um, for Dwayne Ward. Dwayne Ward has been great. He also comes out and does the Blue Jays broadcast. He still comes back and does the autograph sessions mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But he, the Terminator was menacing. Those I, glasses so, added to the appeal. Oh, 100%. Okay, so I'm going to put uh, Closer, Hankey, no one's going to argue. Mm-hmm. You know what we didn't, we forgot to man, mention is Eric Hensky. <laughs> what a rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so DH, fi- final point, DH, go. The DH, uh, like I said, I, to me, it's a toss-up between Fred McGriff and Carlos Delgado. 
I think you can go Dave Winfield, mm. Paul Molitor. I want more noise as much as the next guy, but like, you know, like, I. Dave Winfield is uh, was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Molitor was a better hitter than most of the Blue Jays we've ever had. Another oh, yeah. nice compact so, hitter, like in in the Molitor vein, just a sweet hitter. swing professional hitter, exactly. Yeah. And came along at the right time and deserved every ounce of that 93 MVP. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's eh, I flip a coin between Fred and Carlos. I think Fred's a lefty, and I think Carlos is a righty, so that'll do it. All right, so it's tied for you for DH. DH, yeah, you won some power in that spot. Um, you had Delgado at first base, right? I had Delgado at first base. So then you get, you can free that up. You can go with something else. Yeah. Um... I said Muller. I like that. I, yeah. I like Muller. That. I like nice. That yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that's no. good. I'm glad that's you guys won. a lot of power. Yeah. High Just average, consistent, power, yeah. On base, strong. Yeah. MVP. Field, World bases, Series MVP. Yeah. You said it best earlier. Professional hitter. Yeah. 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 And I and I agree with that. Mulder for sure. Mulder got my vote. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna put Mulder down. And so you said McGriff. I'm gonna go or, with Delgado. I Delgado. think realistically, as much as I want, it, 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 like I said, DeGri- uh, McGriff would be against righties. Delgado mm-hmm. against lefties. Okay. So that being said, let's wrap this sucker up, man. It was a long one, but thank you so much. If you got to this point, um, I don't know. Send me an email at notafter30podcast at gmail.com. I'll send you some swag. So congratulations for getting it this far. For Mike and Todd, no longer a virgin. Welcome to the podcast <laughs> world. We're gonna, we're, you know what, we're gonna do a, we're gonna, <laughs> Todd, Todd cross top pain. Uh, we're gonna do a, a, a short, maybe give or take podcast after this called Extra Innings. Uh, if you enjoyed this, check that out, please. As always, follow the podcast, support the podcast on Twitter, NA30 Podcast, uh, at Not After 30 Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Not After 30 Podcast. You can always join the conversation. Join in. I wanna thank, Frank, Jason, is it Jason Frank or Frank Jason? Jason Frank. Jason Frank Perconi for for uh, adding his voice, even though he really didn't add anything at all. <laughs> Next time, for sure, we're going to get you in there. Yeah. Thank you for everybody sending questions, and we'll be doing another one of these Blue Jays editions next month. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cool Jays. Guys, do you guys have sign-offs you want to do? I thought that was what I did. Oh, yeah, right there, that right? was yeah. it? Okay, my bad. All right. <laughs>